This week on Invasion of the Podcast, gun used in 1970s desert bar shooting sells for a lot of money. Skinamarink, masterpiece or piece of shit? And I have to figure out if all 80s action movies have the same plot. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Evasion the Podcast, where we try to take over the world one listener at a time. My name is Paul. Um, I, fuzzy darkness uh, movie thing. And then somewhere out there, maybe upstairs, maybe in the basement, maybe eating cereal is Steve. Hi, everybody. I am podcasting this evening from a Playmobil phone. Uh, <laughs> and it's the most frightening thing you'll ever hear. <laughs> that, I Okay. Say what you want. That those things are unnerving, regardless, you know. So, um, but yeah, we're going to be uh, talking Children? about. Yes, the, they are. yeah, yes, they are. Uh, we're going to be talking about the 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 film released uh, that's now on Shutter. Shutter original. You know, I put, I'll put quotes around that. Uh, Skinamarink that been, had been playing a limited theatrical run. Um, I threw that at Steve just as a toss off. Um, real quick suggestion to him. Uh, because we had taken a week off from our show to go and do um, At the Devil's Ball, episode 130, where we uh, we joined forces with them because we had them on for body bags here, Nathaniel and Samael, and we went and did, um, uh, uh, you know, In the Mouth of Madness. I couldn't remember the name of the movie. And then at the very end of that, I was like, Steve, Skidamarink. You're like, uh, sure. And then I'm sure after that, Steve's just like, that son of a bitch caught me like live on mic to commit to something. And then you watch the movie two days before I did. And I'm just like, oh, he's not liking me right now. <laughs> well, I, I knew a little bit about the uh, divisiveness of the movie uh, going forward. But also, I fully admit, like, I don't take nearly as much of an advantage of Shudder as I should. Like, I pay for it, but I watch Joe Bob and then I will... Like I started watching the new In Search of Darkness, but like I'm not uh, like I should be like spending days just watching Shutter with the amount of content that they have. Yeah. So you getting me to watch something on Shutter that isn't Joe Bob or a documentary, not exactly a bad thing. So uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, we picked this because okay. it's. Uh, well, well, we're going to have an interesting conversation. I just um, you know you when you say divisive. That is, that's going to be the name of the game when we get there, right? So, and then again, just everybody check out At the Devil's Ball, episode 130. Uh, a lot of fun uh, talking about um, In the Mouth of Madness with some some good buds talking about it. Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. And, um, you know, as always, I, I'm just I'm just a, a bull in a china shop and I barrel through things and I say some dumb shit. So, you know, we brought the flavor of the show to them. As, as you do, that's we tour, we tour around and just do the same dumb things. I don't know what that means at all. Yeah, you know, uh, I felt bad for Sam because uh, he became me normally when uh, we have people on the show, or I'm like, oh, I got to try and be quiet. I got to try and be quiet. Like, I think we got to start prodding Sam more. 
<laughs> with like a like an actual electrical like cattle prod right i mean so, that would be yeah. the preferred method right so but um but yeah everybody likes to go check that out it wasn't on our feed but if you just download this and didn't actually see our facebook page you wouldn't be like why were those guys gone for a week and that's why so anyway before we get to our discussion about skinamarink and we have make a game- it sound like we needed an alibi where were you guys last week? <laughs> I, clearly, I was with Steve, and Steve's like, I was with him. And it's like, where were you guys at? That's not important. Just, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would, uh, before we get into uh, weekend talk, which I don't really have much, so that's fine. I just want to um, quickly thank James Gunn for hitting us with a gigantic news story uh, on the week that we're off. So yeah. I made that joke before we started the show, too, but... Uh, yeah, it, it was really a, a fly in the ointment uh, when uh, he made that decision or made that announcement. I'm like, well, you're not doing a show this week. He was probably like, he's like, those sons of bitches took the week off because he didn't follow us on Facebook. He's like, I'm going to mess everybody up. You know, James got known fan of the podcast. You know? yeah. <laughs> and here's here's yeah, here you go, James Gunn. Uh, I'm going to be out of town next week. So no show next week. So, yeah. you know. Drop big news, you know, Dark Knight Returns with Michael Keaton. I don't know. <laughs> just, you know, just throwing it out in the universe, see what happens. So, um, so, so yeah, like, uh, and we have a game involving uh, keywords you said on IMDb about action movies. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so we're getting some weekend talks. So you said you didn't have much. Um, so what, what did you get into? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I watched a few things. The thing that I think probably, uh, I think we'll both want to talk about is the last of us, uh, particularly in no spoilers. I just want to give it praise and then we won't talk about it much more. Um, but, uh, obviously everybody is loving this show right now. Cause it's like half of my Facebook feed is people talking about it, but, uh, I have not, not, not being a video game person. I have no knowledge of the story other than like, I'm like, I think there's zombies and I know that it's supposed to be really sad. Like those are the two things that I know. Um, boy, oh boy, does that show not disappoint. Um, and it's, it's, it's easy to kick something when it's down. You know, the walking dead just ended. Uh, I haven't watched the last two seasons. Uh, I still plan to go back and watch it, but I don't know that in all of walking dead, which I loved, don't get me wrong. Like when it first started and probably the first three or four years, I was really big into the walking dead. I don't know that anything hit us as well as episode three of this series. Did. Oh dear Lord. So, yeah. Um, it, it, so I'm, I'm interested like, and we can like, maybe when we get to the end of the, the season, we can do like a bigger thing about it. Um, like I, I think I was talking when, when like our last actual episode we had, here's when we had our, you know, we had um, El Goro on talking about Hulk versus Pitt. I think I mentioned something there about um, how one of the reviews was like, oh, I've never played the games. And it's like, and then they made the kind of offhand comment. It's like, well, the dialogue's a little bit more, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, richer than grab this ladder or here, rest a while. It's like, no shit. You know, like it's a different, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's not a video game. It's, it's like, it's a show and you don't have to have like, you know, somebody literally like be like, you didn't press X. You can't move forward in the TV show. It's like, okay, calm down, you know, whatever. So I don't like that kind of dismissive conversation about like, well, I'm not a gamer, so, but, but also like this, ha- the, the dialogue's better than some of the video game stuff. It's like, it's a different medium and that's fine. And I'm interested on your side of it that, that you, you've not played the games and you, so far it sounds like you're, you're in. And I know that there has been, 
some everybody wonders like what would be like the first like good video game adaptation and i think there's been a couple out there that have been like you know decent and well you I mean um but in terms of like this type of prestige project like i like i'm curious like you know do you feel like while watching it that you're like man there's things here that i'm missing no actually i don't uh i I don't feel like I'm missing anything. The only thing that I, I'm really like, and it's not that I feel like I'm missing it though. Like I want to know more about Joel. Like, and you will. Like, that's just yeah, like, yeah. I want to know more about our main character. Cause a, uh, Pedro Pascal. And this is a quick aside. Uh, probably one of the best guests, this uh, guest hosts of Siren live, uh, this season. Uh, he did a great job. Um, and I love the fact that he made the joke about the Mandalorian, uh, like doing it for kids <laughs> and it's sounding porny. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I was laughing really hard at that, but, yeah. uh, Pedro Pascal, uh, I, is there nothing this man can't do? Like I get it. Like it's a formula now where it's like, put him with a, a, a young character that he has to take care of and put him in some sort of like desperate situation, but it's working. So and it's also weird that Bella Ramsey is actually a complete CG creation too, like baby Yoda. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they only bring her out on set uh you know they've got like a uh, a mannequin that they dress for, i just want know, to believe it's just like a tennis ball that he has to talk to like, <laughs> like <laughs> just ellie ellie's right let's talk to her like it's just it's a tennis ball well you really got to emote like, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> no she's great too but yeah peter pascal is amazing like just he finds different gears, right? And this one gives him more, I don't know, like the Mandalorian, obviously they get, they've been giving him more and more to do outside the helmet, but even with his own like um, vocal presence in that show, it's wonderful. But with this, it's like you, like he doesn't have to do much other than like his face shifts a little bit and it, it, you, you got what you need to know about what he, what, like how he is processing something. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah, uh, his performance is really good, um, and I didn't recognize her, and I don't know her name right now, so I apologize. Um, but the the female character um, is she was on Fringe, which is a show that I honestly I oh, kind of uh, was her name Anna Torv. You're talking yeah, about Anna that? Torv, yeah, yeah, she played Tess, if I recall her character's name. Yeah, I was watching like a something, and they were talking about the show, and they brought that up, and I'm like, oh my god, that is her. Like I didn't even think about because uh, I don't think I. And I only watched like a season and a half maybe of Fringe. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm a huge Fringe fan. But I, I just I don't think I've seen her or anything since. And when she popped up, I didn't recognize her. When somebody pointed out, I'm like, oh, my God, it is her. But so, also like the show doesn't shy away from being like everybody's dirty and hurt. You know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's just like um, so, yeah, she l was rough around the edges. I will say that, um, oh, the the one lady that is like the leader of the Fireflies, the one that kind of like kicks the mission and like you know, going forward, um, she played the same character, um, in the video game. So mm -hmm. she's actually been there for like, you know, she did the motion capture and the voice. And then she was talking about like, but now how do I do this? You know, like here. Right. And then also the one gentleman that you saw in episode four that looked like, um, Oh, um, you know, he had like the gray long hair and he looked like, um, uh, was it, um, Sam Elliott? Like he had, he had like a son, Right. Like, uh, mm -hmm. that guy, um, was the, the voice of Tommy in the game. So he was uh, Joel's brother in the game. So that's oh, kind of cool that they're bringing in, like, they're like, they're finding 
ways to, you know, like fold them. Like that's cool. Right. Like, you know, like I like not again, does it does not affect my enjoyment of the show, but that's, that's kind of cool. Right. Like, so, um, Oh no, I I think that's a a really cool idea. You know, I, I think that people, I don't know why voice actors, seem to have some sort of stigma you know what i mean yeah. it's not like these are the ancient days of like oh he's got a face for radio it's not yeah. like that it's just you know well, they are actors you well, know the fact so that, like, bring them into you you um bring in pedro pascal who you know he is you know uh, was chilean if i recall mm-hmm. right and it's like so you can't you know you can't cast a tommy as tommy as maybe i guess you could but like you know have like you know changing up like the you know like the ethnicity of the brothers and it's like, I, cool. Like bring it, you know, like I don't care, do whatever you want, but it's like, if you're going to still have like, you know, um, people involved and find ways to bring them into, that's cool. I just like, I, I really appreciate that. And I cannot wait for the next episode, which comes out on Friday, by the way, I don't know if you know that, knew that or not, they're releasing it two days early because they don't want to come up against the Super Bowl. So, oh. yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that because it looks like all hell's about to break loose uh, with some more uh, some more clickers uh, popping up because we need more clicker action. And also to this brief brief aside, um, uh, you know, uh, they use Kansas City for a lot of this in this episode in the game. It was Pittsburgh. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you're letting Pittsburgh off scot free, aren't you guys? Thanks, game. Like, thank, thanks, show. Like show Pittsburgh being like, you know, this disgusting hellscape because it is. Well, I'm I mean, kidding. the only thing that I'll say about Pittsburgh is, is that, uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I was just going to say is that, you know, I mean, it, that area is home to the Romero zombies. So like, That's I, fair. I like if I was yeah. making a zombie movie, the last place that I would want to set it is in anywhere, Pennsylvania. No, and I also <laughs> think, I think that there's a certain amount of like, it makes sense that you would go to like middle of America, considering the journey that they're going to be on. That's not a spoiler. We know this is, you know, it's a journey, right? It's, 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 you know, then, but I think changing like Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann have done such a great job of like, um, kind of just taking like what works and then still making it work like, you know, differently. And just, I'm excited for what's coming next. I think like you mentioned episode three, um, that is like, I mean, also like the first 30 minutes of episode one. So yeah, it's, it's been, an, it's been an experience. So that's what I'll just tell people. Like if you've not watched any of it, we're not going to ruin any of it for you. Um, if you've not played the games, I'm not going to spoil any of that for you either. It's, it's a hell of a thing. And I've, I've been enjoying it like immensely, you know, um, sadness and all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is, <laughs> I guess if that's a spoiler, be yeah. prepared to be sad, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hoping you get to a, see in a very like moving, beautiful way. Oh yeah. So I'm just hoping you get to see more clickers. Cause we need more clickers. We need some of the different, a variety of clickers. Cause those things are terrifying. Um, they yeah. are terrifying. The clicking though, my brain immediately goes to predator. I'm like, well, is there a predator in the room? Cause well, I don't cloaked? Cause you know, like, so the, the way <laughs> they work is that like, um, they can't see anymore. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's echolocation. And so that's why, like, they click to try to get, like, you know, try to figure out what's up, right? So, because uh, in the game, you could do things like throw bricks and, and bottles to distract them. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you got too close and if you weren't prepared, it was game over pretty fast. Uh, but then there's other types of clickers, and I think they teased one in one of the, the images for the next episode. And if it's what it is, this, this thing... 
like, it's like one of those things. It's like, you know, you got your Romero zombies, but it's like, yeah, but what if one of them was like a super zombie? You're like, oh, well that's bad. You know? So we'll see. I'll also say real quick. Uh, I thought Bella Ramsey was still like, I don't know, 12. Um, and I keep seeing, kept seeing this meme today that was like, uh, if you're wondering how old, like Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend is like, here's Pedro Pascal and, uh, Bella Ramsey. And they're the same ages as Leonardo DiCaprio and his new girlfriend. I'm like, wait, he's dating like a 14 year old. What the hell? Yeah. I, I didn't like, realize oh, she was like 19. 19. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I yeah. thought she was way younger. Yeah. So like, uh, that's not so much a comment on DiCaprio as much as it is like, I, I just thought she, cause I, I could have sworn like in game of Thrones, she was like 10. So. I know. Right. Like, I mean, well also she, she was younger. Right. But yeah, it's yeah. just, uh, no, she's like, yeah, she's, um, like, it's how, how do you have two show stealers being co-leads? Right. So yeah. anyway, but I'm glad that you're watching it. Her and Grogu. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just going to guess that Joel would appreciate some of that uh, basket armor. I think, you know, I like, I think he would want some of that around, right. Just in case, or just a, a you know, a laser pistol. I'm sure that, <laughs> yeah, that would right. make short work. Right. So, um, yeah, I just, I also got to tell people like I've, I've been telling everybody for years that, uh, don't trust fungus. Um, and they, <laughs> and we find out that I was right. Um, yeah. I, I did. Did you like the, 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 the dark, uh, Mario Kart, uh, bit on SNL with him playing Mario? I thought that was I wonderful. Did. I thought that was fun. I also was kind of impressed cause I'm like, how long have they been working on this? Like, I know they shot this stuff with him this week. Cause you know, what I know of Silent live is, is the guest gets there on Monday. They work through the week and you know, Maybe they had already been working on that, but I'm like, this looks way better for like it being put together in six days. I'm like, did some, was somebody working on this beforehand? And they're like, we'll just cut him in. I don't know. Um, you would think there's gonna be a certain amount of previs work, right? That especially yeah. if they know who the, if they've announced in advance um, and they probably already say, Hey, what do you think about this? So there's probably are some preliminary talks as much as they talk about like writing night, you know, yeah. some of that stuff, some of the pre-recorded stuff, I, there has to be a little bit of planning, but if not, then those people need to get paid more to make that happen. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, his Mario Kart is up there with, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name now. Um, the red guardian, um, oh, uh, David Harbor, David Harbor's, the, 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 uh, Oscar the Grouch yeah. movie, even though they kind of end on the same note. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was yeah. just like, all right, whatever. It's fine. But I love just Peter Pascal being like, it's a me. Mario, like <laughs> the, <laughs> the whole thing about like these mushrooms, they make me feel big. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's just us reference, reference, reference. So, okay, well, I'm glad you're watching The Last of Us. I cannot wait to to see to see your reactions to to what what else is coming because uh, I know the arc, but that's okay. That like you know, it's like there's times people read books. It's like, oh, I know where this is going. I'm curious about the adaptation. And I think it's kind of the same thing. I, I like. I know where it's going. I'm, I'm hoping that we still get some, uh, some, a little bit, some changeups, uh, which we've, we've been getting so far in the series. And I'm, I've been appreciating that. Like it's a, it's, I know what I'm getting, but it, it's giving me still something supplemental and different than the games. Cause I've already had that experience. Right. So, and I'm glad yeah, that and, you're, you're and, getting that as well. And my apologies. I'm going to cut you off yes. here. The other thing I wanted to mention real quick is, and again, this is not me digging in on walking dead, but like, Walking Dead, and again, I'm only four episodes in versus, like, I don't know, 200 episodes of Walking Dead, so I shouldn't be comparing the two, but Walking Dead had episodes where it very much felt like 
well, this is the week where we're going to go light on the effects because of our budget, you know, or, you know, we're going to set everything inside one room for this episode because like those episodes felt very specific, whereas this in its third episode diverts slightly from its main story, but then weaves its way back in. But it doesn't feel like, oh, they're filling a gap because, you know, they got a bigger showdown coming down the road. So they need to mm-hmm. vamp, if you will, or. Um, yeah, this isn't a bottle a episode that, that episode yeah. three isn't a bottle because uh, there's shit that goes on there, too, that you can see that there's a lot of money spent to make that happen. Right. Um, so, um, I just would love to see like an off, like if there was just in the background somewhere, you just see like a, like, um, a Will Forte, like a skeleton somewhere like, like, uh, cause you'd be like, Oh, whatever happened to the last man on their show? You just find, you know, <laughs> like just anyway, it just, well, know. technically the show starts in 2003. So that never happened. Oh, you're right. And Which I, is I, the other I, thing yeah. that I'm enjoying is the memes of like, uh, in, in the, uh, last of us universe, uh, you know, the movie white chicks never happened or something along those lines. Like the Kardashians the, yeah. never made it to TV. The, the, the true apocalypse didn't occur. Right. So, right. yeah. Um, yeah. So like, so anything else, like you said, that was kind of, you had a light weekend. So I have, I have a couple things to run through real quick. Yeah. Why don't you go into okay. your weekend? So, um, I will mention that. Um, so since I was, um, kind of caught up on overwatch, meaning that like, I love playing that game, but there's some incentives to, to keep playing. And it's like, and it was, there's something called a battle pass that like exists for like two and a half months, something like that. I had finished it and it was a couple days before the next one was going to start. So I'm like, I don't really want to play that right now. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Uh, so I got caught up on the new, um, uh, version of night court, which is a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I am a, a hypocrite when I was talking, when we were having our last episode about how I'm kind of over like the three camera live before a studio audience sitcom, because this adheres closely to the rhythms of night court, like the way it was, I don't have that problem with this because it's like it, you know, it's a continuation, you know, like it isn't, I don't know. Like it's just and having John Larroquette there, there is a certain pacing and snappiness to it that just feels comfortable and it's still, it's still its own thing, right? I mean, you know, you got some, you know, like, aside from him, everybody else is, you know, brand new cast. It's a lot of fun. People should check it out. And episodes are like, what, 22 minutes? It's it's a good time. Yeah, and I know that I'm a little, well, I'm not actually late on watching it. I just didn't mention it when uh, we were on at the Devil's Ball. But, uh, you know, that 90s show, uh, same kind of thing. Like, if, if they did, if they would have changed the format, like, it's suddenly single camera and there's no audience i don't think it would have worked like the fact that there's an audience uh there during the recording and it feels very much like that 70s show in the sense that uh it's shot on a stage with an audience and has that sort of punchline delivery setup that's suited for that where it's like say the funny thing wait for the audience then move to the next set kind of thing yeah uh but uh, I'm glad to hear you say that about Night Court because uh, the thing that the thing that I did enjoy, and yes, everybody who watched that '70s show, if you're going to watch that '90s show, I'm going to tell you right now, the best things about it are going to be when the old characters show up. It's just because you already had like nine years of a show with them, mm-hmm. and you love them. Like <laughs> that's it. With Night Court, you're pretty much John Larroquette, and that's it. So. 
you're rebuilding a lot more. So I'm curious to hear you talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I would just say that like, uh, was it Melissa Rausch who is like the, she's playing the daughter of Harry and she's, you know, come here to be the judge. Like there's, there's a whole thing. You, you find out her story. Um, she, she's great. Right. But it's also like, she's so upbeat and positive. It, it's almost, it almost feels like you had night court, which was a very positive show. Right. But then you kind of had the evolution of like, Oh, you like everybody with like parks and rec with like mm-hmm. Leslie Nope. And then you come to this and you're like, you already had Leslie Nope, but it's like, you're kind of getting her like, what if Leslie Nope was the daughter of Harry, like judge Harry stone. So you get, so she's like, you know, there, there's also hinting too that she has some other things going on, but she is like this eternal optimist. And it's like, and I, I love that type of character, especially against Dan Fielding with uh, Lara Kett, because in this one, he was a prosecutor for the series, the original series here. She gets him to be a defender. So he has to like, you know, like kind of have to like start caring about people a little bit more. So it's like this uh, interesting, like he still gets to be, you know, Dan Fielding, but now he has to kind of like admit that he does kind of, you know, give a shit, you know? And like, that's something that took a long time in the original series for him to kind of like, you know, be on the same team as everybody. Right. So, so there is like, you know, it, I'm okay with this format so far because I parks and Rec's one of my favorite shows of all time. So if you're going to give me that, but kind of graph that kind of like the, the, the DNA from both those shows to make like this, like, you know, version of night court, like, I, I don't know if, I don't know if that's a fair comparison, but that's the vibe I'm getting. And that's a vibe I'm okay with. Like, you know, I'm liking it so far. So my memories of night court, uh, there was always the, and I apologize that I don't remember her character name, but Marky post and Harry Anderson, there was a, you know, will they, won't they kind of thing going on for a little while. And didn't they get together at one point on the show? I can't recall. Like that's okay. one of my great sins is that I've not watched Marky post character. Cause unfortunately they're both passed away, which sucks. Cause they are, I don't know, barely in their sixties when they pass. So yeah, they're going to, they're going to like, I guess the most recent episode that came out, they reveal like Harry's fate. And I think it's because he went back to Derry that one time and fought that clown monster, but we're not going to talk about that. That would be um, amazing. <laughs> right. Oh, um, uh, yeah, it just, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Right. Cause well, cause of the, cause of 30 rock, right. Where they did that, that fakey, uh, night court reunion, they, they, was it, um, was it, they made them get married or something like, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so the, the, the original cast, uh, sorry, of the people on the original show, you still have, uh, Marsha Warfield still out there and, uh, Richard, uh, Mull. You make her sound like she's the Wendigo. No, she's no. still out there. Yeah, we don't know. Right. Yeah. You know, no. Um, and Richard, Richard Mull, right. So you still got bull and you still have her out there. Right. And if I remember the series finale of night court bull, um, went away with some aliens. Right. And like the last shot of the series is him like being like, you know, teleported up to a spaceship. So I'd love to see how they bring him back. If they do, I would love that. Cause night court's also a live action cartoon, you know? And so far there's been bits in this, uh, the person that's playing the new bailiff, it, it takes a little bit because like, again, you're trying to get used to everybody. Um, yeah, she's a delight too. Right. So I'm, I've been enjoying it. It's like, it's wonderful comfort food, but you can tell it's written from the, like, not that I needed like a continuation of night court, but if you're going to give it to me, then like, don't stray too far away from the path in this particular case. I, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's, you know, I've been digging it. So I just wanted to mention that. 
Yeah, um, and I'll just say this real quick, too, uh, since I brought up that 90s show. Uh, if you go in with the expectation that it's going to be that 70s show, you're going to be disappointed. Because, mm. A, that 70s show was that 70s show. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's well, 20 years later. Um, the jokes are going to change. Do I think it's as good as the original? No. Did I have a good time with it? Yes. It was actually a better time than I thought it was going to. I've seen some clips of uh, uh, Kitty and Red. They, like, the, mm-hmm. the, the, like they have wonderful chemistry still, you know, and I, I'm all about that. And I know, um, of course, yeah. So I've seen a little bit of it, like in terms of just like here and there on the internet. Um, and the, 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 like the entire time everyone's like, where's Hyde? Where's he at? <laughs> I, they said that they revealed on the show what happened to him, uh, but I don't remember seeing them say, like, what happened to Hyde. He hasn't come up. <laughs> uh, and I got through all 10 episodes. So, but people are saying that, like, the, one of the things that I saw, I should say, I shouldn't say people, but one of the things that I saw was, was like, oh, they finally revealed that, so, that Hyde is dead. And I'm like, I didn't get that from the show. I mean, I did watch a bunch of them in a row, so like maybe it was a detail that I just missed because like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, he, I think he might be the only returning the only person who's still alive not returning from the original show because uh, uh Tommy Chong shows up, uh the guy who played Bob, Donna's dad shows up. Um uh Jim um I want to say his last name's Rush, but it's not. Uh from Community, Jim Oh, um Rash? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I was close. He uh, he had a minor character on that Sunday show. He shows up. So it's like... <laughs> does uh, does Seth Meyers' brother show up too? The one that replaced Eric? Okay, to be fair, he does not show up. Yet. So, uh, he's probably in... Maybe they'll do like a Cobra Kai thing where they just slowly <laughs> keep bringing people in. Oh, that'd be funny. Like, you know, you just see the ghost of Mitch Hedberg in the background. Like, that would be, you know, like. <laughs> and uh, I'll be honest, there's a very, very funny Eric moment. I mean, Topher Grace is only in one episode. It's the first episode. But there's a, a great sort of the, the, the kid now being the parent moment. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But. I just, I saw the bit where it's like, Oh, you're upstairs people now, which I thought was yeah. funny, but yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I need to check that out. But yeah, night court, you should check it out too. It's, it's a lot of fun. Last thing I want to mention here is the thing that I had pitched to Al Goro, uh, two weeks ago, that show poker face that's on, on Peacock that has uh, Natasha Leone's. It's mm. a, like there's, there's five episodes out right now as of our recording. There'll be another one soon, of course, but it's, it's, it's this, it's created by Ryan Johnson. He uh, directed and wrote and directed the first episode, directed the second one. Uh, it is just, it's a cool show. Like, cause the first half of each episode, like you just kind of get involved in these people's lives and then a murder happens. And then uh, Natasha Leone's character just shows up halfway through, or you find out that because like, she's kind of been there, but they don't like you have to see how the episodes go to kind of make sense of it. But since she is, um, she has this natural ability to always tell when someone's lying. She just like, like she's not a cop. Like she's pretty much a screw up in her life. But like if people start lying to her and she like starts kind of honing in, it kind of bugs her if she can't figure out things. So she starts kind of unraveling things going on. So it's always, you see like the crime and then you kind of see how she's able to kind of suss it out. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Like she, um, you know, she like, you know, Natasha Leone, like it's, it's very, very, very funny. Like there is, I wouldn't say the, the series of comedy, but it's, you know, but there's a lot of comedy in it. 
and there's a lot of just fun bits and pieces here and there. It's, it's a really fun show. Um, I would recommend it's, it's kind of a nice breath of fresh air with some like what you think of like the typical procedurals are right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's kind of like the anti-law and order where, yeah, go ahead. No, my apologies. I no. didn't mean to interrupt there. Uh, um, I was just going to say that it's on our list. Uh, we were going to start and this is so I was a little disappointed that they put a bunch of episodes up first. I think they put three or four up. Yeah. Uh, right away. And like, I, it was like end of night. And I said to Kathy, I'm like, oh, we should check out Poker Face. I've been meaning that she's like, yeah, let's watch it. And then we saw that there were four episodes. And I think they're each at least an hour or half. The or first more. couple, like the first one's like an hour and five. And it's like, there's a yeah. couple that are a little less than that. So it does, it is a little bit of a commitment. So I will say that. But I'm like, yeah, but it's worth, well, it's completely worth it. It's not so much the commitment. It was just the, at that time, it was like, oh, well, we can't start this now because, A, if we really love it, we need to go to bed. Yeah. We're not going to do that. We're just going to keep watching it. Um, but also it was like, oh, you know, let's put it off till we can like sit down and watch it. And then if we want to binge it, we can. So, and it's pretty meaty. Like, I'm not saying like you, it's, I mean, it's equal parts, a fun watch, but also like there's a lot going on that you want to pay attention to. Like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like I, whenever I finished it, I was like, I'm glad that I'm caught up because this is something that I feel like I could watch one episode a week and be like satisfied as a meal, as opposed to a full binge. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, so like I, you know, I, I'm glad that I'm glad that I am caught up just because I, I enjoyed every bit of it, but it's like, it's a little, it's a like, you know, it's like, I think I ate too much of it. Like watching like four episodes in a row, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. So maybe it will be better if we do it like an episode a well, day maybe, or every maybe you days. guys will be different, you know, but like I, you know, on Sunday, um, I just, just sat there. I was like, I'm going to watch one. All right. I guess I'm watching all of them. Uh, cause you know, I'm a glutton. I ended up, uh, and, I ended up being like that guy. The thing, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, and I, I, I guess tonight is the night where I just interrupt you every time you start saying you spicy. Steve. Um, yeah. It, it just popped in my head. Like one of my complaints about Cobra Kai is that a new season comes out and then I end up devouring it. And then I wait a year till the new, new season, even though I wasn't as keen on the last two seasons as you were, I still love that show. And knowing that this next season is the last season, it's going to be a bitter pill because I know I'm going to end up just devouring it mm-hmm. and then be like, well, I'm done. And I'm really done now because there's not another season. So there's there will be no prolonging of it since we also, you know, we we birthed that show to the world, Paul. We were the first ones to get on a rock and be like, you guys should be watching it. Um, I mean, like. Yeah. Like there's only a handful of things I feel like I've ever got in front of and be like, Hey, you should check this out. Like, yeah. and that's one of them. I mean, like, but again, like if it wasn't for like that groundswell there, like, you know, but yeah, that's one of those things. It's like the first like couple seasons, like, have you heard Cobra Kai? Like, oh, I don't know about that. And then everyone's like, have you been watching Cobra Kai? And we're just sitting there like in our rocking chairs, like peeling apples on the front porch. Be like, Oh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day. Like, you know, like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we, we we you're welcome world. That's what I got to yeah. say. So I, I'm still in my mind uh with a couple of things like sort of in battle with the whole like release a bunch of episodes first cuz it's a, that's what actually one of the things that I thought was uh worked best about this last season of the boys. I'm so glad I didn't get all that at once. Yeah, right? Like they give me give me three so you get that quick hit, right? Mm-hmm. And then release it weekly. I I think that's actually um I think that's actually a pretty good model. Like, uh, and I'm okay with that. Like, cause then it isn't so daunting. 
right? Uh, so, yeah. And my apologies. Uh, I, again, uh, something just popped in my head. Uh, shrinking on Apple TV. Uh, there's only three episodes uh, out right now. By the time this, this goes up, it'll probably be the fourth one will be out. Uh, but it's Harrison Ford, Jason Segel, uh, from Bill Lawrence, the creator of Scrubs. Highly recommend. Nice. I've been, I, I've been like, I saw that, and it's like I, I still need to get to the last season of Mythic Quest. So I, you know, yeah, yeah I will get it, there. It's more uh, the sour of Scrubs than the sweet, yeah. uh, and not as funny, but. Uh, or I shouldn't say not as funny, different style comedy. Uh, That's fine. But it's it's basically comedy being born out of tragedy kind of thing. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there. My apologies. No, it's nothing to apologize for. So all right. It's the last time that I will interrupt you. Ever. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So that was our weekend talk. Uh, yeah. Uh, are we ready? Steve, you have no idea what news I'm bringing to you, right? So this will be fun. The three stories that I did not tell Steve about in advance. Are you ready for some news? I am ready for some news. Good news, everyone. So the first story, this actually came out two days ago. I just, I just saw this while I was trying to find news. Cause you know, clearly James Gunn decided to like say all that while we're off, you know, for the week, uh, Han Solo's original blaster sells for a world record. One million 57,000, sorry, like 1 million, I think it's 1 million, um, $57,500. Yeah. Is it 1 million? I think I, yeah, that's right. So, um, one of, one of the three known blasters, uh, from the original star Wars that was sold at auction. Do you, do you know the name of Han Solo's blaster, Steve? I'm going to put that to you. Ooh, I don't really. Yeah. You're not, you're not a fan then. I don't get it. All right. So, uh, it's listed as the Blastech DL 44 heavy blaster. So, um, yeah, the, this was, uh, it what was, it was sold to, um, Illinois based rock Island auctions. So, um, well, they're, they're the ones that posted the, um, the auction, but yeah, it was uh, sold at, you know, for a lot of money for a fake gun and a movie that we all, that we all love. So I know you collect a lot of things. So like, do you think that's a too much money on a, on a prop gun? I'm bad to ask about these types of things. <laughs> Cause I overvalue and undervalue things. Cause uh, I'll admit with this, it very much feels like, I don't know. I'm like a million dollars or more. seems, seems like it's on the high side. Um, but again, you know, like, and I don't have facts or anything to back this up, but, uh, you know, things like, you know, was anything sold from that still remains perhaps from like Casablanca, you know, or a, a film that uh, has such a provenance, such a, a prestige, um, like a, um, you know, Citizen Kane or something like that. Like, there's part of me that goes, well, I'd probably say whatever that sold for was too much, but at the same time, it's a, a rare prop from something that is considered to be one of the greatest movies ever made kind of thing. So if for me, yes, a million dollars is way too much. Like I don't know that I can ever get to a place, even if I was like Steve jobs, rich, or I, I pick a dead guy. Um, <laughs> I had the wealth of that guy who died 10 years ago. Um, um, uh, why can't I think of the Microsoft guy, Bill Gates, my apologies. 
Um, you know, at least I know that he's like donating money to like environment or whatever. Um, if I had his type of money though, uh, I don't know that I could bring myself to buy something that was a million dollars. Like I just, I, I don't know that I could like, I know to him, it's probably like, you know, uh, if I lost a 10 on my wallet, but yeah, I, I guess for me, it's like, if I was like that kind of like, you know, ludicrous rich, right. Um, yeah, sure. You'd, I'd, you know, I'd get some stuff, but like, that seems to be, I'd almost, I think for me, it would be more, Oh, that's a million dollars. Maybe I could like, you know, go out there and find some like hungry filmmakers that want to do something different and I can get on the ground floor or some fun filmmaking. Cause if star Wars, you know, like that was that, you know, it became big. Why not try to like, you know, spark something else? Like, I think there'd be more fun being speculative of making movies as opposed to buying a gun. So, okay. So my question to you then is, is there a prop or it doesn't even have to be a prop. Is there something out there that you could see spending a million dollars on that isn't like, oh, land or a business or, you know, like a piece of art or, you know, the original text for uh, overdraft? You know, somebody's like, I've got the overdraft Bible, the first one that was ever written. Uh, overdraft? I'm sorry. Uh, Overwatch. <laughs> Overdraft is a different thing. Overdraft, I'm way, way more proficient at that. Um, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you I know, mean, I don't know. Like, if there was something, is there something that you could honestly say, like, if I had a million dollars to to just blow on something dumb, that is the thing that I would like, buy. like a Brewster's Million situation where I have to spend the money on a prop, is what you're saying, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, actually, oh. that's a, that's a better sort of scenario. Oh. Somebody's like, for you to get three hundred million dollars, you got to spend a million dollars on uh you know one piece of memorabilia let's call it that memorabilia oh, so it could be baseball it could be mm. sports related slash you know movies you know whatever oh i mean i don't know i i guess at that point then i would think more like um like maybe like the like the interceptor from like um like mad max like a car something mm -hmm. that like you know you could actually like you know use like that'd be, you know, that would be cool if I like if I had to spend that kind of money on a prop, like you know, like I'd get one of like one of the um, pristine like Christine cars, you know, like maybe you know one of those fifty Plymouth Furies, like 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 tricked out, you know, like or the original Batmobile, and then you you and I can run around and like solve crimes and wear cod pieces together. I don't know, like something that's more physical that you can interact with as opposed to like I mean, my God, like I. I say this while having a, a prop replica sword from a, like a video game in my office. Right. But that wasn't, that wasn't a million dollars, you know, but mm -hmm. if I had to spend that kind of money, probably something like a car or something from something I like, like a DeLorean, right? Like that'd be cool, but I'm not Ernest Klein cause I'm not a goddamn hack. Also, you know, um, so like yeah. if, if say like one of the original, and I don't even know if any of this stuff still exists because it's latex and that stuff doesn't age well if you don't take care of it. But let's say that Rob Boutin's original thing appliance for the chess scene where uh, um, the doctor gets his arms basically eaten off, uh, that whole setup is available, but it's going to cost you a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, unless I'm like owning like, you know, a restaurant like a Planet Hollywood or something, you know, like Drew I Struzan's original poster uh, for the thing. Okay, fine. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> there we go. But 
something like that. Yeah. Like if you like, if there was original, like, I mean, I'm sure like, I know that he, like that stuff's been sitting at the galactic gallery. I know it's like the price tag isn't that high, but it's still pretty pricey, you know, like, by the way, you'll find this funny that, um, they were posting on his uh, fan page today, uh, two of the pieces he did for the Canon film Sahara. Um, there's, those are still for sale. Um, so we could own the original artwork to Sahara. Uh, you know, the one with, uh, what was it? Um, oh, um, is that Bo Derek? Not Bo Derek. It's Kim. Oh, um, is it Brooke Shields? Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields is in that. Yeah. Kim, Kim Shields. No, Brooke Shields. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the classiest a canon film ever looked. And you're like, oh, I could get the Sahara poster. How much is that? And I'm sure like, it's probably astronomical versus like what I'd be willing to spend, but it's probably like, you know, one fourth of like, you know, Blade Runner or the thing, you know, but Steve, if you want to go have these on, they can only go up in value. The Sahara poster. <laughs> yeah i mean I, I guess since he's uh you know retired yeah uh absolutely but yeah. uh so what would you spend what what would be like your thing like um so i mean i know what i would buy that doesn't have like a price tag associated with it so i don't think these are million dollar buys but like yeah i would buy a batmobile hands down would be the first thing i'd buy uh, like we win the lottery tomorrow and, you know, once litigation's done and we can tell people and all that stuff and like, you know, we've got the money firmly in, in hand. Um, Batmobile is number one purchase. Um, I actually not being a car guy. There's a part of me that was be like, OK, well, I'm going to have a garage with an Ectomobile in it, a Batmobile in it. Uh, I'm going to make sure that uh, I can somehow fit a TIE fighter in there. Like I would have like a massive garage with vehicles in it um but uh uh the other one obviously is an easy one and i know that it sold a couple years ago um but luke's life's lightsaber from the empire strikes back like you know um i i i don't know what i'd spend on it but uh that would be that would be special. That would be yeah. special. i also think that if i could find the original uh dark helmet helmet from spaceballs I would, that would be a lot of fun, right? Just as a, you know, hey, what is that? That's, that's, uh, that's Lord helmet's helmet or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah. Why you have that? Well, why not? Like I had the money. I bought it. It's right there. <laughs> My wife, when we went to, uh, LA for our honeymoon, uh, and this is 10 years ago, we went to a, a shop that rented out costumes, but they had a bunch of like props and stuff like that and it was stuff that was either for cancel chairs or things that are not being used anymore that they're like well we can sell this now and i don't know the characters i don't know what it was but my wife knew that they were from a soap opera it was picture frames it was picture frames with those characters in them uh that were props on the, the soap opera uh so my wife bought them and then put them on her desk at work so like when people would come up and be like, oh, is this like your mother or is this, you know, she's like, no, this is so and so from, and I'm going to say days from our, of our lives, but I don't think it was days of our lives. So um, when you go to Vegas uh, next week, uh, go to Caesars, right? I'm sure there's gonna be plenty of things you guys go do. Uh, there was a shop in Caesars and I clearly, cause Caesars goes on forever. Uh, but there's one that has like a bunch I of feel like, like we're staying at Caesars. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, there's a shop there that sells like a bunch of like pop culture memorabilia and like uh, autographs and stuff. But like outside of the store, when I was last there, they actually had like the actual Zoltar machine from big. Oh, nice. um, and it's like, so they have stuff like that. You should go poke around. It's like, look, 
at some of the things that are out there like, my God, this exists and people are going to pay money for it. You're like, it's like almost one of those things where you'll walk in and like, you'll want to like hold your like hands close to your, your, your chest. So you don't touch anything by accident, but you should go check some of that stuff out and be like, (laughs) really? All right, here, here we are. So I am incorrect. Uh, we are, uh, and, and not that you people need to know this, but, uh, uh, we're, we're going to the, the days of the dead convention. And I mentioned to Kathy, I'm like, Oh, you know, this will be nice, but we'll have to figure out how far our hotel is. She's like, well, we're staying in the same hotel as the convention. And I was like, Oh, and I just looked it up and it's Plaza hotel and casino. So okay. that's, that's where but, we're going to, you guys at. are going to hit the strip. I'm sure. And then like, just but go to Caesars. See, like this, like, you're going to, hopefully you guys get to do a lot of this, like the sightseeing and walking around. But if you get to Caesars, there's that shop with all that crazy stuff. And like, there's so much, there's so much there. You're like, well, there, like I should say, there's so many stores there where you're like, I have no legitimate reason to be here. Cause I don't like, I'm never going to spend that money, but it's fun to kind of like, you know, rubberneck a little bit. Right. And then mm-hmm. be around people that could spend that much money. And you just be like, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm wearing pants that I bought at a Walmart. What are you doing? <laughs> or whatever. Right. Like, just, you know, like I got to watch the, uh, before we go to Vegas, uh, just as a cautionary tale, I need to watch that, uh, that, um, uh, Twilight Zone episode with the uh, machine. Oh, the fever. Yeah, yes, that's from Franklin. season one. Yeah, like Franklin. Yeah, you should do that, and then also watch uh, Vegas Vacation again, so you get some ideas of what you want to do. Oh um, no, <laughs> I don't want to not go to Vegas. <laughs> no, you get to go to the buffet where you ch- you choose blue or yellow or whatever it was with the the goop there. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, well, we we will need a full buffet report when you get back too. I want to hear some uh, buffet stories. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that we're going to be eating at one of Gordon Ramsay's uh, restaurants. I think it's Gordon Ramsay or Gordon Ramsay Burger or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Because uh, a little behind the scenes, like we don't really watch a lot of reality TV, but like when I first started dating my wife, she was watching Hell's Kitchen, so I started watching it, and now we kind of watch like your Master Chefs, your Hell's Kitchens, whatever, with Gordon Ramsay. Um, so I was like, oh, well, he's got a couple of restaurants there. And, mm-hmm. and we we didn't actually get to have an anniversary this year. Um, play the sad violins because we had some some things happen in our family during that month that were not great. Um, so we're like, well, let's go out for like a nice dinner. And of course, Gordon Ramsay's hamburgers is like <laughs> our idea of the the, the nice dinner. But uh, uh, no, Kathy's but, also yeah. like acquiescing to the fact that i i am not somebody who like if you take me to a restaurant where they're like oh you should check out the the foam bubbles that the <laughs> chef prepared for you i'm gonna be like just can i have something real can, can you give me something that yeah oh this is a a, a jewel packet that tastes like cinnamon <laughs> and it costs five thousand dollars and you're like what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I agree with, with that. But uh, that sounds great. Um, the Caesar's oh. Buffet. Check I will give too. a full food report when I come. Well, that and then also the Aria. Go to the Aria Buffet if you get a chance. Also, like there's buffet passes that you can get that you can like hit up different like within a 24 hour period. Like you, I'm sure you guys will find something to get into. I'm excited to hear about your food ventures. Yeah. So in the meantime, you know, you could also maybe see what you'd spend a million dollars on out there. So, uh, someone bought a pistol for a million dollars. That doesn't even shoot. And, and I yeah. will also update you guys on the fact that, uh, we're also seeing Barry Manilow. So 
There you, you go. go. Yeah. Um, you should, you should, uh, keep, you should like just buy like a pair of granny panties and put it in your pocket before going in. And then whenever like, you know, people are like, you know, plotting, i just take that, just whip and throw it at the stage and see what happens. <laughs> I'm just going to take a pair of my boxers. I there mean, you go. I'm almost right. an yeah. octogenarian at this point anyway. Sure. I'm not that old, but right. You know, you just, know. just write your room number on the butt and just throw it. Adam, you know, uh, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, next story here, Steve, I don't know. This is something, this is a bit of a revelation for me. I didn't know I have a daughter in Pennsylvania. Um, so here is a, here's the story. Pennsylvania firefighters remove cake pan from two year old's head. Um, so uh, firefighters in Pennsylvania conducted an unusual rescue when a two year old uh, got her head stuck in an angel food cake pan. Um, the, they said the girl was playing with an angel food pan that had the, like this middle section that you could pull it out. Cause you know, like it's like, you know, bunk cake, not bunk cake, but yeah, you can pull out the middle part. Um, so she was just like kind of messing around with the outside of the pan, put it on her head and it slid down and went over her shoulders. Um, yeah. And it became oh, stuck. No. Yeah. And so, um, here's the quote. She wore kind of like a shawl around her shoulders until the fire fireman got there. She was a trooper. She was still able to eat and drink while she had this tin around her. So the, you know what? Like, that's why I'm saying, I think this might be my daughter. Cause one, you get your head stuck at a cake pan and two, like you're not panicking cause you can still eat. <laughs> I like how that's your first thing. Not breathe. Eat. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on if it's my daughter, right? Like, you know, <laughs> Um, yeah, so, <laughs> I, you know, I, I have, I have kind of a, a, not a phobia per se about that type of thing, but like, there are times where I think about like, uh, okay. So for instance, um, you know, whenever I see like a covered pool, I'm always like, you know, if I fell in there, I'd probably die immediately because it wouldn't be that I'd drown. It's that I would get sucked into the cover and, you know, I would suffocate that kind of thing. Um, so like that type of thing does sound like it could happen to me because I would be absolutely terrified. I wouldn't be so much worried about them hurting me taking it off, but just the fact that like I got into that predicament, uh, sounds very much like a real fear that I would have. Like <laughs> if they were making a saw movie with me, that would be, you know, like, but like that's the thing would be like, you'd go into like a kitchen and be like, Oh, there's some, um, some, some batter there. I love batter. And you go, you put your head in the bowl to lick the batter for whatever reason you just stick your face in first, right. Without finding a spoon. And it's like, you just, you know, it would just slowly slide over your head. You're like, Oh no. And you'd still be like, but it's still cake batter. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the last sentence here, of the story is that the mother was talking about how, that, how, um, the, her, the daughter takes after her. And this is why, we, you know, that's why like, we, we had a fling in this, this daughter's mind. Um, the, 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 the mother said when she was a child, she required her own rescue when her legs became stuck in a plastic chair. So there we go. Um, it runs in the family. <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, that's, that's like, yep, that, that would be me. I'd get my, I'd get my head stuck in a cake pan, you know, like, and then have to like call people and let them know and have to deal with that embarrassment. So, all right. Uh, last story here. Um, so I know like we're coming up on Valentine's day next week, which I know you're going to be out of town and celebrating things, going to multiple buffets. However, if you feel like you want to, um, kind of, you know, um, be negative towards people you have dated in your past. Um, there's an Ohio animal shelter that will accommodate you. 
um, an animal shelter in Hamilton, Ohio, which I know is like outside of Columbus. Uh, they're letting you uh, name a cat litter box after an ex romantic partner for five dollars. That's kind of a funny idea. I like that. You know, I I I have no exes to really grind, uh, you know, an axe with. So it's it's at least none that I you know wouldn't seem petty about because I've been with my wife for twelve years. It's not like. Uh, I could really go like, you screwed me over in high school. Like, you know, that's not really a thing at this point. But like, uh, I think that's a fun idea. And I think anything that draws attention to animal shelters and gets people in the doors, uh, not a bad idea. Yeah. So like, so here's the thing though. um, Was it the payment ensures that the person is able to watch? Oh, no, sorry. They're talking about how there's some places where you can buy a cockroach at the zoo and feed that. Like you can name the cockroach. Sorry. Um, What they're saying is, where was it here? Um, That... Once, um, they will announce, um, they will announce the names of the people. Like they will just say it. So it's like, part of me would be like, yeah, I'll slip five bucks to like have a, like a cat shit box named after an ex-girlfriend. I don't necessarily want that name broadcast. Cause someone's going to be like, that's an oddly specific name. Who did that? I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, like, so I don't know if I necessarily need the receipts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like of naming names because because if you're just like if you're like well what was the name of your ex-girlfriend that bitch you're like well we can't put that on a cat box I'm like okay <laughs> you know when you started telling me the story i honestly i i thought it was going to be far darker where it was like you know oh this animal hospital will uh take the excrement that it cleans up from any of its animals and mail it to a former ex see now you're like, talking i'm okay with no <laughs> <laughs> no but I, what'd you get yeah. for valentine's day honey somebody sent me a dog shit box yeah <laughs> they're like oh someone must be someone must love you no um so in terms of the other somebody ordered hardy's oh <laughs> and they ate it before it got here uh so now uh referring to like there's some zoos that will do like the cockroach thing and then they will um like they'll feed it to what was it uh like lizards that then so i like here it was like uh, at those places, the payment will ensure that the person's able to watch the insect get eaten. That to me seems like a James Bond type of thing where it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I need to see, I need to see the personification of Rhonda get eaten by a lizard. Like, I don't know. Like it just, anyway. So, and I know that's insects, but I also like, I've never quite understood the, uh, the you know people who are fascinated by like watch this snake eat a rat i'm like that's still a live animal like can yeah we, can we not watch that like, but I, you're I, like I'm but this innocent good. animal was named after your ex all right eat it up this is the, you know, <laughs> like, come on buddy choke it down it's fine we, we i believe in you i i don't know so like, <laughs> so yeah there there's uh there's some uh, cat shit boxes that people can uh, name after some not so loved ones so i thought you'd appreciate that story just from a absurdity point of view but anyway so that's our news one million dollars for a blaster i have a daughter i didn't know about and uh um you could have a box of shit named after an x i don't know that seems like pretty good like we, i don't know why we didn't get nominated for like you know the emmy or whatever for mm-hmm. podcasts, right? I think we, I think we're done some quality outstanding work there. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, you know. Again, I keep talking about how these are going to be in the National Archives. So, um, <laughs> for those of you enjoying this now, <laughs> please know that our work will continue to uh, touch many 
over the next uh, 100, 200 years. Right, because they're going to be like, man, you know, like what was the pop culture like at the time? If only we could listen to a specific three-hour rant from two gentlemen, like two white overweight guys in their 40s. I like, don't. I, I, yeah. I'll just say this real quick. I I I don't want to have this discussion because it's an entire discussion we could have on an, probably as an episode, and then maybe it's not a bad idea to to make it a topic, and it might be something we would want to invite people on. But it did occur to me that I'm like, it's really weird that like the pop culture of my generation, like it should have died off, but it's hanging on. Like I feel like in some ways, I'm like it's a little unnatural. You know, I don't remember, you know, say my mom grew up in the 50s. I don't remember, you know, like there are things that came back from the 50s and 60s. Like, for instance, the monkeys had a revival, things like that. But like, not like, oh, the monkeys just never went away. No, they went away. And then they came back after like 20 years. Uh, The Ghostbusters, Star Wars, you know, uh, Indiana Jones. You know, we're in a point where like we're getting an Indiana Jones movie 30 when was that it was 81 so actually no we're we're close to 42 years after the original movie am i am i doing my math right that, that sounds about right yeah yeah so maybe it's 82 regardless you know 40 years plus you know i mean ghostbusters afterlife in the sense of what that movie was was so much like that it so much it was so devoted, sorry, to its original movie from 38 years prior, or whatever the math adds up to be. Like, it's that that's kind of weird. Like, that struck me recently, and I, I know that I've just taken us off on a tangent, and we need to get to skin him a rink, but. <laughs> That might not be a bad, like there is something weird about the way. Well, you're right. And I think that's a whole other conversation about like how there's the mind share of IPs. Like, I think, I think you're onto something there. Um, But before we uh, get into skin and rink, there was something I meant to mention at the top of the episode because I was kind of um, just like Googling while while I was waiting to record. Um, There's a story on Yahoo Entertainment saying that uh, Selma Hayek uh, talked about how her um, dance sequence from Dust Till Dawn uh, changed her career. Um, she's mentioning it cause there's the new magic Mike movie coming out that she's part of. And so like, you know, it, there's the whole thing about like, you know, like people change perception and confidence and all that, that, you know, great looking at the, Yahoo comment section, I, I, this is good. This is going to piss you off so much. It's wonderful that, um, people are talking about like, you know, someone's like, like, uh, that people like wives are talking about how husbands still love her uh, character from Frost till dawn. Like that, that whole dance sequence, which, you know, you know, whew, right. That, you know, that amazing sequence. Go ahead, please. Uh, no, I mean, uh, if you want to talk about nightmare fuel for me, it's anybody sticking their foot in my mouth. In, well, but, in my no, mouth. But, I don't but, care who it is, yeah, but before the, the I don't foot care the, if it's Selma Hayek. Mm, don't. I, I would be okay with it, but I'm just saying anyway, I would not be okay with whew. it versus Harvey Keitel. I mean, you got to make a choice. Um, oh, I mean, if I'm making a choice, sure, <laughs> I'm going Selma Hayek but, over anyone yeah, else. No, but her her whole thing when she was playing uh, Santanico uh, Pandemonium, that that whole sequence, right? Anyway, so here's one of the comments that somebody wrote. I just wanted to reach for the internet and just punch them. They're like, that dance was amazing, but it was moving magic. The most beautiful woman I've ever seen is my wife of 41 years. <laughs> what? Was he worried that she was going to read it? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, and then somebody wrote below, it's like, if she's sitting next to you, blink twice if you need help. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> 
So yeah, I just anyway, just it's like like okay, get it. Okay, you love your wife. Like I mean, you should. You know, yeah. like <laughs> if you're married to you should love your spouse. You should find them, you know, like you guys got together for a reason, you know. Anyway, so um I just I just found that I just like, oh my the most beautiful woman. Like, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks for letting, thanks for letting us know. We appreciate that. Um, but anyway, all right. So, uh, so Steve, are you ready to, um, to talk about the masterpiece that is, um, the divisive masterpiece that is a skin of rink? I am. And now for our feature presentation. 2022's Skinema Rink. Uh, it is a Shutter original. Uh, it is a um, a like a independently produced uh, Canadian film. Uh, budget was around fifteen thousand dollars American, so I think that was what six million Canadian. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this is one of those films that like uh, it was put on the radar because it did travel some of the festival circuits. And also, I should say right now, I'm going to throw one of these out here. I mean, for as good as it is. Do you know why they are called spoilers? <laughs> If you've not seen the film and have any interest in it, do not listen to anything we're going to say past this point. Uh, just because I don't want, like, regardless of our experiences with the movie, I don't want our experiences to color your experience if you're interested and, and if you prefer to go inside unseen. I think that's fair, right? I think that's a fair statement. I guess. I don't know that there's anything to spoil. But, <laughs> but, but yes, you know what I, I mean. I, like, you went in relatively blind, I went in relatively blind. Like, I think people should like be owed that, you know? So, um, cause you know, I think, I think ultimately you and I are going to come uh, like, we're going to end up on the same, same side, but I think there's going to be some perspective differences. So I'll mm-hmm. say that. So, um, one thing I like that the Wikipedia lists this as an experimental horror film. Like, you know, if I, if I, uh, like, okay, a few years ago, I went to make uh, French toast for my wife and I grabbed uh, salt instead of like sugar while I was making it. And I, I put a bunch of salt in it and made the batter like just, just horrific. And my wife was like, it's okay. I'm like, no, no, no. That This is now experimental French toast, you know, as opposed to. <laughs> Yeah, no, so uh, it is. It's a it, it's a challenging film in, in a number of ways. The way it's shot, the way it's presented, uh, the storytelling is it's a it's you know it's very much a, a um, drip by drip. It is more of I think they're going more for and I should say directed by uh, Kyle Edward Ball, screenplay by him as well, based upon the short heck that I've not watched. Um, but yeah, very, very, very small group of people that made this happen. And it is, it is a singular vision from Kyle Edward ball. So I'll also say that as well. Um, it, you know, it challenges you in the, in the sense of like what a horror movie is. I I would say that. Um, and there's, there's things here, right. Um, that I think are worthy of discussion. It got a lot of word of mouth because it is different. Um, you know, and like I said, some people were really over the moon about it. Some people that we know were over the moon about it. It got a limited theatrical run. We know a lot of people that were excited to go see this in the theaters. Um, and then they kind of come out and either it's either you're, you're for it or against it. And I don't like, can you recall a movie in recent memory? That is like that, like straight down the middle, either you like it or you don't that has divided. Like in terms of like, it's really divided people. 
I mean, the, the one that pops in my head immediately is The Last Jedi. Yeah, and this is pretty much the same movie. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, I mean... Fair enough. The That's one thing that I'll say yeah. is, is that uh, I am finding myself on the other side of the Blair Witch argument. When the Blair Witch came out, there seemed to be people who were like, this is amazing, and it's another... Uh, example of what you can do with very little money and how you can make a really great scary movie um and just set it you know with three people in the woods uh i was in that camp i loved blair witch when it came out i saw it sight unseen opening weekend didn't know what it was um and i don't know that i would have seen it had my partner on saturday slash ryan not suggested it to me he's like well because he was in town at the time, he's like, let's go to the movies. You want to see Blair Witch? I'm like, I don't really know what that is. He's like, neither do I. Let's go check it out. So I went into that movie with no expectations and knew nothing about it. And was why I walked out of it where I was almost to the point where I was like, I don't know if that was a movie or a documentary. Like, <laughs> I literally, and I didn't know any of the internet campaign. I knew mm-hmm. nothing about it. Just, But just the format of it, the way that it played, uh, the way that it... Um, it, it took us into their world, even though it was in shitty black and white and shaky cams. It effectively told a story that I bought in on. And then there was another people, a bunch of people who were like, that is the worst horror movie I've ever seen. And I can't believe I just sat through that for an hour and a half. Yeah. And I would say like the next evolution of that was like paranormal activity. The first one. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the kind of the same thing of like. Yeah, go ahead. Is, is Cloverfield in that same time frame too? As yeah, I mean Cloverfield. Activity? That's yeah, like... Cloverfield came out before Paranormal Activity. Okay. Um, but the, yeah, I mean the, the the so I would say that in terms of DNA, um, Paranormal Activity is closer to Blair Witch in terms of that kind of a observational like footage type of thing. Mm-hmm. But but Cloverfield, yeah, that's another good one too. Where it's like, I mean, that's also it's supposed to be found footage as well. Right. Like I get that. So, but it's like a little, had a little bit more money behind it. I would say that not much. And I should but, just yeah. mention really quick. This is not a found footage movie. I don't need to make it sound, but like, it, it, it I, feels but like a reaction. Though, it feels like it is found footage in some ways, yeah. the way that this is kind of shot. Uh, some of the um, peculiar uh, camera uh, angles and shot selections do make it kind of feel like it is like, um, you know, found footage in some ways. Right. Like I, anyway. Yeah. So, but so when you're mentioning Blair, Witch, um, that's, that's an interesting thing. Cause I was trying to describe this to my wife. Um, cause I told her, I was like, I don't think you'd like this. And it's not because like it, um, what I like, I don't know why we're married, but in the sense, like whenever we watched the thing and we got to the end of it, she's like, well, who was it? I'm like, that's not the point. She's like, but I want to know. And I'm like, that's not the point. She's like, so she went from liking the movie to not liking it whatsoever because she didn't know who the thing was or it was at yeah. all. You know? <laughs> so I'm just like, if you didn't like the thing, I, you're probably not going to like Skidamarink in terms of like uh, ambiguity of uh, storytelling. <laughs> so um, what I will say though about Blair Witch is that even though you don't know everything, you do get an ending. Right. And so I remember seeing that in the theater. Uh, this is, uh, I was in Sandusky at the time, Steve, maybe we're in the same theater. 
watching it. I don't know. Um, at the time when it came out, I, I saw it in Bowling Green, Atlanta. Well, so. then you, we like just ships passing in the night. Yeah. Um, but I remember walking out of the theater. It was like middle of the day, and I'm just like, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that movie. Like it was kind of like, you know, whatever. But then when I went to go to bed that night, when I was trying to fall asleep, I kept thinking of that last thirty seconds of the movie, and I, it just unnerved me. Right. And you know, people can say what they want about that movie, but it has, it has a great fu ending to that movie. I kept waiting. Skidmore Rink was one of these movies that I kept thinking, well, something has to happen, right? And um, people might argue with me that something does, and I'm going to argue with them that nothing does. And that's very frustrating to me because there's a lot here that is really fascinating, but there's no... Once you once I came out the other end, um, and I, I guess I'm jumping to the end of this real quick, I was like, all my um, angst was for nothing, and maybe maybe I'm not a a um, refined movie viewer, but like you almost it's you get taken to the dance. You do expect a dance, right? Not just hey, welcome, and then like you're gonna sit here, and then you went home, and then like your mom's gonna be like, did you have fun time with the dance? I'm like, I don't know, nothing happened, you know. Like there's a little bit in here that did, but there's a difference between a light touch and no touch. And that's very frustrating to me with this. Okay. Um, I know I said a lot here, of things, so continue. No, yeah. that, that's okay. I, I, I'm kind of pissed off about this movie to be perfectly honest. And the thing that I think is what's pissing me off is, is this is something I, 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 by all rights and means, this should be something I would want to champion. Mm-hmm. Not not the film itself, but the fact that, you know, it's independently produced, it's made for a low budget, and um, it's an, another filmmaker getting their work out into the, the universe, or artist, I should say, because um, it doesn't matter if they're an actor, filmmaker, writer, director, whatever. Like, another artist is getting their work out in front of an audience. So this is something, as a guy who writes a... Uh, it writes and does art on a uh, independent comic with no readership. This is the type of thing that I should be looking at and be like, yeah, that's what I want. I want like somebody to notice us and, and maybe put us on a bigger uh, scale in the sense of, you know, shutter isn't the biggest audience out there, but like it's in the horror community. A lot of people are like, Ooh, you know, like it's got a buzz to it. And, you know, it's on shutter, which uh, we mentioned earlier that, you know, I love Shudder. I don't take advantage of it. It's got tons of content that I haven't watched. Um, yeah, it, it, it should be something that I should be like. I, I should be going tooth and nail to this to being like, well, I don't want to talk about the content, but I am going to talk about the people. But this movie, I just I got done with it. And it, it's that rare occasion where I was just like, F this movie. <laughs> Like, <laughs> sorry, I was here my laughter, but like I could tell you, um, before we start recording, but also you're, you're posting on social media that I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that went well for him, you know? So I mean, yeah, honestly, in like frustration of things that we've watched for the show, this might beat solar babies. Oh, um, snap. Oh, yeah. my. like what if I told you that, uh, was it Peter DeLuise was, uh, the, the voice that you heard on the phone? I don't know what that means, but anyway, yeah. Oh my God. Well, that changes everything. Yeah, Peter um, DeLuise was the the phone 
in this movie the the one that the the playmobile playmobile <laughs> phone and and the thing that really bothers me is is that uh i i i understand it being divisive but at what point does a at what point do we still call something a movie like i i uh, you guys can obviously tell how much I dislike this movie, so I'm trying to choose my words. And I told Paul before we started that I'm like, oh, I've, I've had a couple of bad days. I'm probably going to be unfiltered, and I'm still trying to filter. But I, I, I just, you know, I, I showed my wife five minutes of it. She's like, oh, this is this is what Citizen Kane would be like if Orson Welles couldn't see. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, like, I mean. What? <laughs> I mean, I kind of like I that mean, statement. You want to look at a grainy like shot uh, of the corner of a hallway for for I don't know a half a minute, and then sh- then cut to another grainy shot of a empty hallway for half a minute, and then cut to yet another shot of some Legos on a floor um, that are it's poorly filmed. Like, and I know it's a choice. That's the thing that bugs me. People are going to tell me, "Well, it was a choice. It was a choice to make it look like that." Okay, fine. It wasn't a good choice. How about that? Like, I I just I was so annoyed by how boring this movie is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's the thing that gets me. Like, it is literally like I know it's supposed to be set up like oh like a, a spooky record that you listen to when you're in elementary school and around Halloween where the teacher would be like we're gonna turn the lights down and listen to spooky sound effects for the next twenty five minutes while teacher goes out and smokes a cigarette um, like that's what this movie is that's and I know I'm normally not harsh I'm not normally vindictive on the show I hope that this is not coming across that way I really hate that I, I have nothing good to say about this movie. And that's where I'm at. So, okay. Uh, everything you're saying is valid. I completely agree with you. Um, I will say that um, I tried I tried giving this film like the environment in which to best watch it in, meaning that I had all the lights off uh, in my like my downstairs while watching it. I was able to... I, one of my biggest problems with uh, Shudder, at least with... with um, with my devices that I have a hard time, like, like it doesn't let me use headphones. Like I could watch it through my TV, but without headphones, there's no shutter app on my PlayStation five. Um, you know, first world problems. Right. Um, but I have a Roku and I'm like, okay. And I'm able to, I, I finally figured out cause I was an idiot. Didn't think about this ahead of time is that I was able to enable like, um, private listening through my Roku, meaning I could put on my Bluetooth headphones and sit there and watch it. So I was able to actually watch this with like the headphones in all the lights out, just watch the movie, try to give it like maximum efficiency, right. In terms of like spookiness. Um, so I will say what there's, there's parts of this that they're effective until they're not. And so I think, I think you and I are saying the same thing. Uh, but there's, there's like, there's a a bit of being like, okay, well, this is off kilter. This is like disjointed. Okay. I'm in fine, please. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I can like, I can meet a movie where it's, I can try my best to meet a movie where it's at. Um, I do have a tolerance for don't waste my time, which I know that's where you're landing on this, but I will say there are bits and pieces. You mentioned the spooky sounds record, which is fair. Um, the lack of a score, and the movie, I think, is a positive uh, at times, 
Because there was moments when I was watching this where I had my headphones in and I realized that like part of the soundtrack um, was my own breathing because I was by myself and I could hear, you know what I mean? I could, I could just feel my inhale, exhale while watching some of this. And I kept waiting for this other shoe to drop. I'm, I'm sorry. I kept waiting for any shoe to drop. I was waiting for a Payless shoe store shoes to drop. None of it ever did. But that doesn't mean that like I didn't spook myself into being a bit upset at times waiting. Like I'm like, here, here it comes. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Nothing happened, you know? And so there is an effective, um, like, uh, there is an experience here. I, I just, I think it's disgenuine because I kept like, I kept trying to build a relationship with this film and it's like, I, I didn't, I here's the metaphor. Here's the, you ready? Like you ready for a shitty metaphor? It's like, Oh, you, you know, you, you are like on a dating site and you're like, Oh, this, this has everything I'm looking for and a romantic partner. And you go on the date and you're like, none of this is working. And then you go home, uh, you know, frustrated. And you're like, I wasted a hundred minutes of my time for what I thought should be right up my alley. And it wasn't, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, you know, the, one of the things that I keep coming around to is, uh, uh, okay. So if we want to compare this to an experience in the sense that like a movie's entertainment and experience is something else. Um, I, I, I guess for me, that experience was boredom. Um, and I hate to say that. I, I, you know, I honestly, like, if this was the Snyder Cut, this Venom would be well-deserved. I hate the fact that I'm, I'm kind of shitting all over this movie. But at the same time, I'm angry at it. So, like, why not? Um, well, I think, I think there's a certain amount of engagement level that's supposed to be expected with the film. Because I, of all, I mean, and people could tell me that, like, you know, filmmaking, I cut you off. I apologize that there's like, you know, like my expectation of a, an A to B to C, you know, like that most films follow a track of like, you know, introduction, like, you know, uh, rising action, like, you know, uh, call to action, like, you know, the, the depths of despair and then like an ending, you know, type of thing. I understand that films don't have to follow a format. However, there is a certain amount of like emotional, um, like resonance that we've already kind of keyed in on with the way films work, the language of cinema. Right. And if I went in thinking this was an art film, sure. Right. Cool. I don't think this was made to be an art film. I think it was made to be a horror film. And I'm not saying the two aren't, uh, they can't be associated together. It's yeah, just, I, yeah. I feel like both, uh, you know, Jordan Peele and, um, Oh, I'm blanking on his name now. The gentleman who gave us Hereditary and Midsummer would disagree with you. Uh, Ari Aster. Yeah, Ari Aster. I'm pretty sure that those guys both make horror films that qualify as art films. I know. I agree. But they, <laughs> as, as, um, as maybe like a film like Us, which I know we talked about a long time ago, maybe it doesn't completely connect with me. It gives me something to engage with. You know, like, mm -hmm. and with this, just the, the, the lo-fi aesthetic of like the film grain and being just a little off kilter with some of like the way the sound work was, I'm like, this could be something, right? It could be. Cause like I, as I was, um, 
as I, after watching it, like, um, I know that, you know, you sometimes have to use glasses. You got to use your cheaters, right? Cause you know, we're all old people, but I've, I've worn glasses most of my life. And there is something to be said when you get up to take a leak in the middle of the night and all the dark, like everything's dark. There is that kind of like that, like that, uh, aesthetic of like that dark fuzziness that I see in this movie that I'm like, yeah, like that, that resonates and it works for me. Um, and then, you know, like we have four cats. So if there's a bump in the night, I assume it's one of them being a dick. So I don't think it's ghosts or anything, but like, like that all worked for me. Uh, go ahead. No. Okay. So yeah. I don't disagree with you with the, in, in the sense of like the blurriness and the grainy format. Like I, I struggle because when I set out to make the Saturday Night Slasher visually, I wanted it to feel like an old comic book. And I don't feel like I succeed in that. Like, it gets you kind of there, but it, it's not a 100% translation. And it's something that, like, as we get ready to do more, that I, I'm keeping in the back of my head. But, like, there was a conscious effort to try and present that, uh, present the comic in that format, or at least in that way of like feeling like, oh, you're seeing the newsprint and you're seeing the, the 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 dots basically um, that are pixelated and making up the image that you're seeing. Um, you know, with this, okay. Let me go back. Not even talking about myself. Okay, Clerks. One of the reasons Clerks works is because it looks terrible. It totally does because it's very easy to be like, oh, it looks like it feels like you're looking at them through a security camera and it it matches its theme and what's happening in the story. Mm -hmm. You know, if Die Hard looked like Clerks, nobody would want to see it. Um, but for Clerks, that look works very well. I'm not saying that it doesn't work here, but you have to give me more than just like an hour and a half of looking at. Uh, the same shots over and over again with nothing else happening. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I also don't like the, um, like the, uh, it, there's an editing technique that happened in like, uh, was it Easy Rider? And it's a film that I need to, like, I've not seen all of it, but I know about the editing because it's like, they didn't have a lot of money. So they would do this thing where they do like a, like um, a flashing of um, between scenes is like these uh, flash frames that would kind of go boop, boop, boop from one to the other. Like, so you know, you're going to the next scene. There's bits here where you're seeing like like uh, like windows and toilets appearing and disappearing that felt like something out of like you would see rift tracks making fun of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, there's a toilet. There's not a toilet. And then you hear whoop, and the toilet's gone. I'm like, oh, OK, like that's kind of messed up. And like the like like the windows Is are it? gone. That's the thing, yeah. though. Is it messed up or did you have the OK? The reaction I had was, was like, oh. That wasn't really executed very well. That's what I'm it, saying. It, like the, like the idea that you see windows disappearing is upsetting. The way it's shown is not, you know, if like, there had been a character running around in that space where there's windows and then we cut away and we cut back to them and suddenly the room is just, there's no windows. Mm -hmm. Far more effective than what we got. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the, <laughs> the whole toilet disappearing thing, but then you see two buckets get shoved across the thing. It's like, yeah, like, I don't know. That felt like just, I don't know. It didn't work for me, but um, yeah, but either way, what I'm saying is like the idea that there's two little kids that don't quite understand what's going on and the world is changing around them. What like it, you and I, you and I could talk about that being a very upsetting idea. And I think we could um, come up with a better uh, concept of execution. 
you know, because mm-hmm. the geography in the house changes. Um, like, and, and that's fine too. Like, I'm like, I'm fine for all that stuff. What frustrates me is, um, is that what one of our friends, a big champion of this film, like good on him. Like the, the people, you know, like, you know, I, I do appreciate perspective and it's not like he and I are going to come to blows and that's going to be it. Like we're not going to be out in a parking lot fighting over a skin of a rink. Um, he'd win. Cause you know, he's a more manly man than me. Uh, but whatever I, I messaged him, I was like, I want my 100 skin of a rink minutes back. <laughs> like, like, like and I was making a joke and then he, you know, brought a lot of thoughts out here. Someone put this to you. Um, cause he was like, have you ever had sleep paralysis? So I'm like, no. And he was like, he's like a lot of people describe this film kind of feeling like that. I'm like, okay, I understand you bring your own experiences into a movie when you're watching it. And maybe there's certain things there that, that, you know, that you can, you can relate to, but if it's like, if you've never had sleep paralysis, this movie isn't for you. I'm like, well, that seems like a pretty limited market for this movie. You know, like, and uh, again, if, if that's the point of the movie, give me a point of view character yeah. that we are able to experience that. Through. Yeah. And also he was like, have you, it was like, oh, people talked about like being in a coma. Cause there's the whole thing there where it's like 572 days later. I'm like, versus what, you know, like if this is supposed to be a, like a waking nightmare or maybe in some cases an unwaking nightmare, I can, you know, I can understand that too, to a degree, but there's a certain amount of like, you need to bring me in before, I don't know, like there, I'm not saying this right, but it's like, it, like you, you need to trust me as a viewer that I understand what you're saying so that I can relate to it because you're bringing me into your world. Then show me. Like explain, not to show me, explain it to me a little better than what you're doing as opposed to, Oh, it's sleep paralysis. It's, it's creepy, reapy or whatever. Like, you know, I don't know if creepy reapy is a word. I just made it up, but you know what I mean? Like, so, like, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I absolutely know what you mean. And one of the things in that five minutes that my wife saw, she's like, well, who's talking? I'm like, honestly, they don't show us. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And I'd honestly forgotten there was that much be- talking at the beginning of the film. Um, because I was just numb by the end of it. Um, <laughs> I guess there's 500 total words of dialogue in the movie. Could have fooled me. It could have been seven. Yeah. And, and my wife is like, she's like, well, it sounds like the room, but I told her, I'm like, well, I think it's somebody who's supposed to be on the telephone. And she's like, okay, well then why does it sound like those two people are talking in the same room? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, they never actually give us any answer or tell us why or even really set that up. Um, and it's, it's so boring that at this point I've already forgotten what that conversation was supposed to be about. I remember it was something about like, Oh, she doesn't like it when you bring her eggs. I, that's not true. I, I don't know what it was about, but like, uh, boy, I, I, I don't remember the last time that I have been this frustrated by a movie. If this wasn't being touted as a like masterpiece that people are, are seemingly finding it to be. Um, I would expect this to be on riff tracks and I think they'd have a hard time getting through it. Oh yeah. No, Cause for there's sure. nothing yeah. there. So um, like, so this the, is Manos, the hands of fate level filmmaking. Oh, what what was opinion. the one? What was the, was the, uh, the, the beast of Yucca flats where there's a bunch mm. of just like clicking noises the entire time and nothing happening in the movie. Yeah. No, like, um, so, so I agree with you. So, but also like something else that was brought to my attention to consider was like, you know, like, um, it just, 
like there was the idea that one of the kids was like, like they, they had an accident, they hurt their head. It's like, but maybe this is, maybe it's all a dream. I'm like, well then can you give me something more to chew on? I don't mind ambiguity. I, I think some of my favorite movies, like they, um, that, that they walk all over ambiguity. Like, and I think it's wonderful. Like if you give me enough to consider, but you give me a complete story that I can watch from a to B and then give me some ambiguity. Thank you. I think there's some, I think there's some wonderful things to be had there. This is not, it's not ambiguity. If you don't give me shit to, to, to really chew on. Yeah. I'll, I'll, okay. So I have a couple other things to say in this regard. So yeah. one is, is that, uh, uh, we've talked about in our year of Carpenter. Halloween is my favorite Carpenter film. What I love about that movie is, is that it ends with shots of places where Michael, Michael could technically be. And, it's like somebody was like, well, why don't we just do that for an hour and a half? Like, let's just show rooms <laughs> and shots of closets yeah. and then shot of a hallway, like literally without anything else. Like that bothered me. Yeah. And then uh, I guess I guess what really. Uh, and again, I, I we've talked you talked about getting older, so I'm going to paraphrase this in the sense that like. There's a very possibility, a good possibility that my ears are not what they were. But recently you shared uh, a, a video with uh, myself and some friends uh, about the need people have for closed captioning simply because they can't understand what the hell is being said within the film or TV show. That there's watching. multiple reasons for that. There's a Vox video. People should look it up. It's uh, and, really inter- interesting. Yeah. And I have to admit, I... You sent it to me. I start watching it and realized it was a little bit of a longer video. And I was like, I'm supposed to be working. I need to stop. I'll come back to this later. And I haven't gone back and, and watched the rest of it. But the thing that I thought was fascinating about it was, is I was like, yeah, you know, I do find myself having used closed captioning a lot. And this movie captions some of the dialogue, but then it doesn't caption other dialogue and I don't get a sense as to why that dialogue is not being captioned Mm -hmm. and I'm not watching it with closed captioning on oddly enough I should say that because I didn't want to I probably should have because that would have been probably hilarious what would have been like spooky noise in background (laughs) unintelligible sound of telephone ring you know like (laughs) um uh was it cartoons outside of um what was it uh that was one of the notes was like all the cartoons here are free use or whatever (laughs) they're like you know they've been like unintelligible cartoon noises you know and why was that at the beginning of the movie i think that was i think that was kind of a hand wave to be like you can't come for us for animation because it's all public public use Fine, you, know, you could still put it at the end credits. I don't need that up front. I agree. They've been like, no carpet was harmed in the making of this movie. Like what? Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, like you keep setting up Legos. Give me a shot of somebody stepping on a Lego. At least that'll create some <laughs> instead, of, instead of like put the knife in your eye. It's like put your heel in the Legos. Like, I don't yeah. know which is worse. And then when the kid's like, Hey, um, nine one one's like, what happened? I stepped on a Lego and I feel sick. Yeah, I've been there. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I, I really hate that. I'm mad at this movie. Well, there, okay, So can, can, let me, let me speak to some other positives. Cause I think you and I are both frustrated with this film. The idea that the two kids like were being quiet and they didn't know any better. So they're just going to eat cereal and watch cartoons. Like that, that's a very kid reaction of like, well, the world, like we don't understand everything that's going on. We're just going to just stay quiet, you know, and just watch cartoons. 
And I, like, okay, I can relate to that. Um, and then there's the bit, like, again, it didn't goddamn pay off is whenever the, the one goes up to the upstairs and it's like, look under the bed. And like, I don't see anything on the bed. Look under the bed. I still don't see anything on the bed. Like, I'm not saying I need a full on, like, you know, like monster or whatever, but like, give me something, you know? And I don't know. It's just, there, there, it's just, especially at the end, like the, the ending of this was so like, I thought I saw a face, but maybe I didn't. Maybe there was something there. Like it just, just it was very frustrating. I'm here, here. So I'm talking a lot, Steve. I'm going to say this to you. Um, somebody once described Lacroix sparkling water as somebody opening a sparkling water and then somebody in another room shouting out fruit flavors. Like meaning, like you know, somebody was just yelling out fruit names in the room beside Lacroix, right? Um, I feel like this is the LaCroix of horror films where there's somebody in another room shouting out horror things and it just didn't quite get there. Yeah. Except in the look, the, the LaCroix, at least this is the way I describe LaCroix. Um, I, I prefer to say that somebody, uh, ate some fruit and then farted and some of it got <laughs> my mouth. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I, I can't help but think also, you know, because I'm like, I know there's going to be plenty of people who are going to, you know, just tell me they don't get it. Like, that was the thing that I think, uh, going back to one of the very first episodes that I, uh, I don't know if I was a regular on or if I was a guest, but uh, the revisiting of Prometheus. Yeah, well, you were a featured player at the time. You're not, I don't think you were yeah. full. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I hadn't joined the main cast yet. Um, but I remember in, like, going to rewatch it, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to do some research on, on YouTube. And the videos that kept popping up that were like, well, you just don't get it, man. And I'm like, no, I think oh, I do. No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think, I mean, I, I wanted, I wanted to love this. I wanted to be suffocated by it. You know, like, like, like a lot of good, like, you know, cause there is, there is an atmosphere here. And the way that as much as you're talking about like the repeated shots, which I agree with, if this would have been cut down to like 60 minutes and actually gave me a goddamn ending, I think this would be a lot more effective, right? Like, um, just anything, anything in this, you know, like there, there is just the other thing too, and I'm cutting you off again for like the 8,000th time tonight, the film grain that was artificially put on this, I'm fine with. But once you start watching it and seeing the the patterns of the scratches and like the bits and pieces that keep repeating, because it's a, a computer generated filter put on this, it really takes me out of the movie because it doesn't feel like uh, like actual film was shot. Again, shot on the cheap. Digital looks like you can do a lot of things with digital. A lot of latitude there. But when your your scratch filter on top of everything repeats over and over again, like multiple times, like I'm not talking like between reels. It's just it's just like okay, I've seen this. Like I, yeah, I get it. It's it's it really took me out of it at times, and it was frustrating. I guess part of it does have to do with probably the person that you are, in the sense of you know I am somebody who likes linear storytelling. You know I I. Yeah, yeah. there are the exceptions, your Pulp Fictions, whatnot, where like, oh, Memento, where your your storytelling is completely messed with. But there's a steady hand that, t- that, that, a- know, that knows you're going to get somewhere with it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I will admit that anything that veers too far off of, unless it's somebody really craftful behind the lens doing it, 
you'll lose me. I, 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 so I will say that. So that's, that's my own thing that I'm bringing to this movie. But there's also the part of me that's like, I, I get that this might have been a fascinating short. But if you're expanding this out, um, the, you, you can't just be like, well, you know, it's all based on mood and reaction. So, like, I, I'm curious, like, how many people are going to be rewatching this? Like, does this, if this is on in the back of, like, a Halloween party, like, I, I think people might be like, well, that's kind of weird and screwed up. And why, why are we looking at hallways for the next hour and a half? Like, <laughs> this is the worst, this is the worst house flippers episode I've ever seen. Right. This the, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I, I, I can't help but feel like, you don't get to completely change all the rules and then uh, use your budget as an excuse. Because that's the other thing that I like. I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna put a movie out, at least you know give me something to interact with other than just react to. Um, an example of that is is okay. So for instance, like we we had filmmaker um, Henrik uh, Kuto on the show. Um, and he makes low budget films. And for me, he made a movie that's, uh, I should say he made it. He didn't make it for me. He made a movie called, um, I think it's called the devil's rain. No, it's no, not d- the devil's, d- rain. devil's trail, right? Devil's trail. Yeah. My apologies. Devil's rain is something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, like his film has 0% Borgnine in it. <laughs> devil's <right>? rain has <laughs> 100% Borgnine. There's a, <laughs> like, I wish, I wish Borgnine was still around. He would have been, that would have been amazing anyway. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, what I like about that movie is, is the two characters that he's, he's playing one and a a friend who's an actor who is in a lot of his productions is playing the other character. And I feel like there's, I'm able to, you know, see that Henrik is making it for, you know, a, a nickel and a smile kind of thing. Like, it's clear that like. He's a low budget filmmaker, but he's trying to at least still tell a story. Well, he he embraced he, like part part of what made that film work is that you embrace the lower uh, production value, which th- that's actually a pretty high production value because they have two camera, whatever. And we, we we talked about it when we did the interview with him, like meaning it looks like it's found footage because it's supposed to look like found footage, and so there's a certain bar that you can clear with that. And but also credit to that film, like it has an ending. You know, it has it has a reason to stick around. And, but know. if it had just been literally like him and the other guy in the forest, but the only thing that we saw were their shots of them looking in the forest, and maybe one of them accidentally walks into frame every once in a while, you'd be like, "Come on!" Like yeah. if it was that for tw- an hour and twenty minutes. I agree. No, like, yeah. And so, I, I guess, yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm coming at this and I hate the fact I don't like being the contrary and I don't like I don't like and it's not with you in that sense. But I mean, just I because I know there's somebody out there who's waiting to tell me why this is a masterpiece and I don't get it. Well, and, okay, so can, can I can I twist this a little bit for you? Um, sure. Sure. Because <laughs> uh, no, like I, I'm, I'm picturing like, you know, for instance, Mad God, like we've had this discussion with El Gore where it's like. Mad God was not for you and me, uh, but yeah. at least I could say Mad God was visually stunning. 
Like at least I, I, I can. You, you could see that there, there was some gears turning behind it, and there was something yeah. there. You're like maybe it's not for me, but I could at least I could see that why other people would really gravitate towards it, and we've seen that to be you know the case. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this and make this like a musical conversation for a second, right? Meaning not musicals as in you know like you know <laughs> Hello Dolly, but like concept album, right? Like meaning. You're going to go in, you mentioned ASMR like type things. And it's like, I'm sure there's, there's albums that you like that it's like, well, you know what? Just, just check it out for a bit and then come back to it. Maybe. Right. Where it's like, there's a lot of Radiohead that the first listen through, I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. And I come back to it like six months later and be like, okay, I get it now. Um, but I think there's a different thing there because engagement with music is maybe not maybe, I think it's different than I think with the movie, it's like, you know, there's a different type of commitment where you have to be completely focused on everything at once, right? Like where I think like an album where you can have a concept album where it's like, it's going to get a little weird. Like you kind of like, there's a different journey there with that. And I feel like this is one of those, like, you know, this is like a prog rock album of a horror film that, you know. I just, you're, you're asking me to sit here for a hundred minutes and get through the end and be like, okay, maybe there wasn't a big crescendo, but like, was the journey worth it? I don't know about that. But I think if this was like, if there was a skin and rink concept album, which by the way, there's no, there's no score to this other than the, the thrumming of toilets appearing and disappearing randomly. Um, you know, like I just, I, there's a different relationship between you and the medium and between you and the artist in that case. The, like, am I making sense here? I think, I think that's so I can like, you mentioned you liked Mandy, you like the film Mandy, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that, I mean, there's a much steadier hand there. Right. And also a larger budget. I get it. But like, there's a lot there that you have to kind of be like, I don't really know what's going on with this, but I'm kind of here because everything's kind of working in terms of the visual, the, like the, the scoring, like, er, you know what I mean? Like that feels more of like a confident, like, um, that concept album of a film versus something like this, which I know I shouldn't compare app. Like this is apples to oranges, but again, time is a commodity that like is finite for all of us and what we choose to engage with. Yeah. And I look, I don't begrudge anybody who watched this and loved it. I certainly, hopefully in my, in, in the venom that I've kind of spewed this evening, because I feel like I'm, there are other things at play going on right now with me personally that I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm in a bad mood. I guess I, I cheated on Steve several times. I finally uh, tell him about it. It's you know whatever. Uh, no, no. I just I, maybe this is one. I guess the point I'm trying to make is maybe uh, I catch this on a good day, or I sit down and have a rewatch of it uh, on a good day a year from now. Maybe I come away with a different experience. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, Honestly, Blair Witch, I brought that up earlier, and again, it's a little unfair to compare because uh, Blair Witch at least is telling a cohesive story. But at the time, it was it was unlike anything I'd seen before Um, with the Blair Witch. I remember having spent like, I don't know, maybe 10 years away from it and being like, I bet you it sucks now. Like, I guarantee if I sit down and watch it now, I'm not going to like it. It's not going to compare to that you know, experience I had in the theater or whatever. Um, and I watched them like, man, this movie is still effective as shit. Like it still gets me in places like skin of a rink. Uh, even the things that are supposed to be 
jump scares. And I guess that's the other thing to point about it is you can't, you know, and this is something that's thrown at slasher movies all the time. You can't make a movie that's just based on jump scares, you know. And I would argue that a lot of slasher movies have jump scares, but that have payoffs to jump scares. Here, there's never even a payoff. Like, you might get a weird noise that catches you off guard, or you might get a creepy-looking telephone. Ooh. And when I say <laughs> telephone, I mean a creepy-looking toy telephone. My apologies. But I just... I don't know. I It feels like this movie is operating on a level that I don't get. And maybe I'm also a little pissed that I don't get it. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm I, like, I would argue that it's not operating a level that you don't get. I would just, I think that <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is, is that like, it's also one of those things when you engage with media, right. In terms of like, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and again, I don't think I'm, I realize that the further I go along with all of this, that all I do is like, I liked it. I didn't like it, but like, but you could only you you could only speak to how you react to something and how you choose to interact with something as well. I, so, like, I I think you got it. I think I got it too. There's a certain amount of like, you know, like whether or not like you know, I there I'm sure there's certain things out there that we forgive. Plenty of reasons why people don't like something, but we do. And maybe this is what like maybe for somebody that it's like. Oh, I just like, just the vibe of this is what I like the entire time. I don't, you know, like they're like, it, it, it worked for them so well that maybe the fact that there isn't anything going on, that maybe that's not important, but they enjoyed the ride. Good on them. Um, not for me. And it's just what I will be frustrated by is that if somebody says, well, you didn't get it. I like, and like what you're saying is like, I'll be like, no, 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 no. I did. It's just whether or not I accepted you know, accepted what this film is trying to do in terms of like, like, so when I rated this on letterbox, I gave it two and a half stars out of five, meaning it's, it's right down the middle. Like there technically there's bits and pieces here that I really, really appreciate. It just makes me frustrated that something like this exists that I wish somebody else would have, approach this same idea with the way it looks and like the way it's kind of discordant the entire time and like could have like, cause if you would have put some teeth on this, my God, this would be nightmare fuel, not sleep paralysis, not coma nightmare fuel. And it never, it just never got there. Like this, this thing should have made me piss my pants, but it didn't, you know? So I, don't know. I mean, if the expectation is is that I have to experience uh, sleep paralysis to get through this movie or understand it, then maybe you throw that up at the front of the movie. Maybe you yeah. even put a disclaimer up that's like, you know, this movie is the result of what sleep par- paralysis. Like, give me some sort of context for that, at least. Like, I, I didn't get that. Yeah. I mean, I guess since I haven't had sleep paralysis, I don't know. But you can't. Uh, I feel like you're putting too much on to. Uh, what your viewer is bringing to the movie um, in in that regard. Um, I remember when we were talking uh, about Black Christmas, you know, I was talking about how some people uh, don't, you know, they'll say that like, oh, slow burns aren't for me. And I've seen people describe this movie as a slow burn. I'm like, it's not a slow burn because you, you have to have a payoff to that burn. You can't 
you can't do 90 minutes of slow burn and then tell me it's a slow burn movie if there's absolutely no payoff. Yeah, when I, was, when I was kicking around ideas for an intro uh, when I was writing, I was like, when is a slow burn, not a slow burn, but when it's slow and there's no burn and nothing burned? Like, was, when I was going to have you read, <laughs> like, something to that effect, I'm just like, you know, it's like, I okay, so if you want to talk about slow burn, um, like, I, I will give you, like, I know you've not seen the film, but like something like Session 9, where it's like, it's going somewhere. Give it time, you know? And when it gets there, you're like, holy shit, you know? Like, um, you know, there's a lot of films where it's like, be patient and you'll be rewarded. With this, it's like, I it's I can't tell you, like, like I was trying to give it every opportunity to, like, knock me on my ass, right? And it just didn't. And maybe, like, like our, our, our common friend called us Philistines, which I think is funny. Uh, mm. But it's like, you know, like, I mean, you know, better that than liberal pussies, I guess. But uh, anyway, it's just, you know, like, I don't know. Like, just, I, there's every so often where it's like, this should be the thing I'm about. But it's like, it just doesn't, it doesn't, you know, whatever. Anyway, just, I, I am, I am frustrated that, that, it didn't resonate with us the way I was hoping it would. Um, yeah. And I'm frustrated that like, you know, like it's a, un- it's a unique take on something. And it like, and that's what I'm, I guess maybe that's also, I, I know we keep kicking this. Like, like we never want to punch down. Like that's never been the goal of the show, but if we don't like something, we don't like it. I mean, I can't, you know, you can't polish a turd. Right. Um, but I'm just, what I'm saying is like, I guess I'm more frustrated with this because there, there was bones here. There was a potential to just completely just take me out. Like, you know, just destroy me watching this. And it just didn't, it just didn't do it. And if people do dig it, cool. If this gets the filmmaker enough, like, uh, you know, visibility, which it looks like it is. Let's see what the next project is. I'll, I'll check out the next one from this guy. Right? Like, we'll see. Is this a one-off or does he have bigger ideas? Like, why not? Yeah, and I guess maybe the best way that I can classify this movie is is that it's it's like an abstract piece of art. Um, there are plenty of abstract pieces of art that I really see something in and have fallen in love with. There are plenty of abstract pieces of art that I've looked at and I've said, um, put a blindfold on me and just give me paint and I can do better. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> And I, I feel like a lot of people have that view of abstract uh, of abstract art. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the way that I should think of this is. But like it does it does bother me that like I, I, I just I feel like it's like, well, we don't have any money. Um, and the best way for us to hide that we don't have any money or to play that up and uh, it, 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 I don't want to say to create that experience, but I guess that is their intent here is they are trying to create an experience, but a movie should still have a story. A movie <laughs> should still have characters. I agree. Uh, um, like, it, yeah, no, it's yeah. just, the, also it doesn't help that the trailer for this thing is way better than the movie. Like the trailer. I, I don't know if you watched the trailer or not. I, I didn't. Oh, yeah. The trailer is great. Cause it really puts you on edge. Uh, but it's like, you know, Cause it just keeps repeating over and over again in this house and it keeps showing bits and pieces. And it's like, you don't know what's going on. It's like, Oh, and it's like, cool. Like what's going on with this? It's like the trailer for this is magnificent. Cause it really leaves you wondering. But then after that trailer, it makes me think of the trailer for don't the Edgar Wright did for uh, grindhouse. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and it's like, it was, have you seen the trailer for don't that, that I don't know if you've seen. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I yeah. saw Grand House in the theater. Right yeah. But it's just like, show. you know, it's this whole thing. Like watch this movie. Don't you know, like yeah. the whole thing. It's just like, it's like, that's kind of what I felt like. So anyway, like for uh, me, this yeah. movie felt like, uh, and I'm going to go way back, probably 30 some years at this point. Um, there was a character that Mike Myers did on SNL named Dieter. Um, who was German uh, and had a, yeah, yeah. Sprockets. Um, there's a, one of those skits that he does, uh, with, I think it's Germany's most disturbing home videos. Uh, and I feel like this is a movie that Dieter would love. (laughs) Like, and, and, uh, you know, like even those though have stories. Like for instance, the, uh, most disturbing home videos, uh, one of them is man getting kicked in the, the groin. Like at least that has a payoff, um, <laughs> which is more than I could say for this. But uh, I, I imagine somewhere Mike Myers character Dieter, if he were real would be loving this movie. And then he would uh, open by showing a worker in parasite. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like this should have been the, the thing that people watched in the ring that they'd be like, oh God, I got to show somebody else because this is going to be in my head. And I don't want this to be the thing, the last movie I watch. I'm going to show this VHS to somebody else. I, I yeah. saw somebody's review who was like, what if we just made an entire movie out of what was supposed to be shown on the videotape of the ring? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, again, uh, not for us. I do think there, I, I, I do think there is bits and pieces here are worthy of talking about and celebrating. It's just that, uh, you know, bits and pieces don't come to a cohesive, a cohesive whole for this. Like, you know, like the, the sum is not greater than its parts, I guess is what I'm saying for that. If that's, if I'm using that right. Mm-hmm. But, um, that doesn't mean that I don't want to, um, try to challenge myself in terms of thing to watch. But, you know, your mileage may vary. You might like this a lot. And if so, fight us. And, um, you know, we'll win. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I, all I'll say is, is that lucky you if this is something that you're like, oh, I feel like I feel like I really took something from watching this movie. Great. I I am not one of those people. And, uh, you know, I I I. I would much rather take punches at something big like the Snyderverse than something like this. But it just, this movie just caught me definitely at the wrong time. Uh, and I, I wish I could champion it. And I just, I, I, I'm really yeah. struggling to find any positive to say about I, it. I think, I'm I think not that's even, fair. I yeah. can't even say that like, Oh, I'm glad I watched it. Like that's, <laughs> I hate to say oh, that. Oh man. So like, is it going to like, like when you cover to visit my, my house on Saturday, you're going to just like, you're going to just immediately punch me in the stomach and be like, we're good now. I'm like, you're gonna click. <laughs> I no, like, no, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not mad at you for us watching it. Like I said, you know, there's plenty of shutter things for me to watch and I'm yeah. sure that there's plenty of garbage on there as well. Like there'd be on any streaming channel, but like I pay for the service and I'm not taking advantage of it. So you giving me a, a reason to watch some of its content is not a bad thing. And I'm also somebody who really likes horror. Um, so you suggesting this is it's right up our alley. I just, 
Yeah. There, there's, I, no, there's no I, love at first sight. There's no there's no attraction here. It's just this is a yeah. this is a bad date. We'll not have a second date. It's fine. But if this filmmaker goes and do something else, which they should, if this has got enough tension, give him like like this was made for fifteen the fifteen thousand dollars Canadian. Give him thirty thousand dollars Canadian. See what comes up with next. I'm no. I'm serious. Like whatever. Like if this is what you get your foot in the door and you actually get to do something, cool. Let's see what happens next. That's you know. That's all. Anyway, uh, I think we've uh, I think we've talked about and like for was it five hundred twenty seven days is what they say in the movie. I think we've talked about this movie long enough. Um, so right, anything else about Skidmore Rink? Or I think, oh, I think we're last good. thing. Yes. Uh, this was something else that uh, I didn't I didn't think about it the first time that I watched it, uh, but it kind of pissed me off when I showed my wife the first five minutes again. I'd forgotten that it was set in nineteen ninety five, and yeah. the only reason it's set in nineteen ninety five is so that they don't have to worry about modern contrivances and that pissed me off what, even more. what pisses me off even more with that is that if you look at the trailer the last thing you see it says uh like coming 2023 and then then like it shifts to saying 73 and i'm like oh shit this is set in the 70s shag carpet whatever it's like pick a year like it, right. anyway, yeah so no i agree with you right i just would would you have preferred that the 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 phone like the phone they showed, right? Like very much you pick up, like, you know, we all had that phone. Would you have preferred either like a sports illustrated football phone or like a hamburger phone from like Juno? <laughs> oh man. Or a Garfield phone. Like you have some options. Like, what you, know, you know what? I, I, I always loved, um, and I feel like they sold them in Spencer's gifts. It was like a clear phone, but all the wiring inside had like neon, neon? colors on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, had it been that, boy, oh. I'd have been in. I'd right. have been like, only 90s kids remember Skinamarink. <laughs> also, real quick, I want to mention, credit to the filmmaker, they changed the spelling of Skinamarink to not match the song um, because they, they said they didn't want kids by accident Googling their movie versus like the song. I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. As much, you know what I mean? Like you don't need to like, as much as this film is a bunch of like nothing, I, you know, you don't need to see it. Like you don't need a young kid, like finding this by accident. I will say that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'll just say real quick, um, uh, the translation of $15,000 Canadian to American money is about $11,000. So, so you're uh, saying they made their dollar stretch further is what you're saying. Yeah, but I would also I, I I and I don't have all the details, but like I brought up Henrik Kuto earlier, I don't know that he's had a budget that big. He could tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I don't know that he works on budgets that big. So I don't know. Like maybe that was a lot of money. I don't know. I mean, it's not a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's going to go make Avengers Endgame on that kind of money, but you know. Right. That's just where I came from. Is like that's fair. You, I, I don't get to use that excuse. I don't get to be like, oh, I'm the little guy making my comic book, and I don't have a company behind me. No, I still got to put out a comic book. And if people don't like it, that's one thing. But like, I try to put a quality product out there in the sense that like I want it to sit on the stands with other companies. Well, and, and, and that's that. I you you've heard me say this multiple times, and everybody will like the people that know you in the product that you and Ryan put out. It, 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 it not looks like it is the same quality as a book that can sit on the stands. Cause that's what you guys strive for, you know? And like, 
it's it's almost it ties into like a year of carpenter like his earlier films like you mentioned halloween and like um like a saw precinct 13 and like uh, it's like it's like yeah we we have a lower budget but we can we can get like better film and a cinematographer that can make this thing look like you know like a million dollars right like Mm -hmm. that's what you guys strive for and I agree with like, you could have easily been like, we do a, a killer comic and I Xerox it sometimes. Give me $5. Well, also I don't use the fact that we're, you know, small time, like to try and boast what we did do. You know, yeah. I, and I, I've said this before in the show that I am willing to forgive a, a filmmaker. If they're working on a lower budget, I absolutely will. You know, I'm not going to, uh, you know, rip something apart because I'm like, I know that, the, you know, they didn't have the money to do something like that's not the reason that I'm coming at it. I just feel like you, you don't get to use that as an excuse for why the movie is the format that it's in. I, I agree. So, all right. Um, I think that's going to do it for our discussion about Skidmore Marink. Um, we'll revisit this later. No, I'm kidding. I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. Um, I think I'm good. I'll revisit it when I have my sleep paralysis, when that finally kicks in. <laughs> no, what, if, what if there's like a Blu-ray like, release with like a commentary track? And you're like, you guys are going to talk during this? Like, all right. <laughs> like, and in this shot, we showed the top of the hallway. And in this shot, we also showed the top of the hallway. Anyway, so, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, you guys can find us on uh, Facebook and Evasion of the Podcast. Uh, you know, we're posting things there every so often. You know, we're 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 not good stewards of our um, internet awareness, like our footprint, right? Uh, but you can email us directly at invadingpodcast@gmail.com. Wherever you find your podcast, if you enjoyed this conversation, um, and if you're like, you know what, you guys shit all over Skidamarink, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to share you. We respect that, but at the same time, if you did enjoy the conversation. Um, let other people know, just, uh, share like whatever, where, however you listen to us, just share, uh, like, like, you know, um, not like, and subscribe, um, <laughs> what is this YouTube video? It's, it's our unboxing. If you like the podcast, let other people know the more the merrier and Steve, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Instagram and Facebook under the Saturday night slasher. You can find me on, uh, our website, the Saturday and you can visit our Etsy store, which is the art of the slash. All right, so we're going to change gears here a little bit, and uh, we're going to get into uh, Steve's going to challenge me uh, to a game about 80s action movies. I cannot wait. This is this will be um, a wonderful palate cleanser after what we just talked about. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> All right, so tonight's game is completely based off of the keywords that IMDb uses. I I assume it's in their tagging system, uh, but if you look under, you know, when you pull up an IMDb page, uh, you've got your cast and your creators and then all the other stuff, and then you have, like, your trivia. Under storylines, there will be a spot that says uh, keywords. Uh, If you click on that, you can click on all the keywords that are technically associated with that film, in its IMDb listing. So I've, I've chosen uh, 10 80s action films because the Super Bowl is this weekend and a little bit of inside baseball for you guys here. Uh, and I know I'm mixing my sports, but um, with the Super Bowl being this weekend, uh, Paul has made a yearly tradition the day before the Super Bowl to show uh, action films uh, and call his party the Super Bro. 
which I quite like. I mean, it leans a little heavily uh, into Bill Cosby movies, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Every year he's got to. Every year I got I got to like tell people yeah. like we're gonna watch Litter Part Six because Steve <laughs> because Steve gave me his VHS copy of Litter Part Six. <laughs> But uh, and I, I know that it's it's like it's a joke for just me. I think it's hilarious, but um, I'm sure a lot of other people be like, "That's kind of not so funny, Steve." I I know. I'm sorry. Well, I'm this year we're gonna watch person. Ghost Dad on a loop. It's not really yeah. an action movie, um, but yeah. But no. Paul hosts a party where he shows '80s action movies, and he, he goes out of his way to uh, basically give us a lineup. Like he he will tell us like what movies are gonna play. We I don't think we've ever made it through all the movies. You could tell me if I'm wrong, Paul, because it is your party. I mean sometimes, um, but like But I, I think yeah. I've been to every one since its inception. Um maybe not. Well no, because you brought you brought uh it was a couple years ago, uh what was that that one film what, what was it called? Cyclone with the motorcycle? Yeah, that was uh, a lot with, of fun, right? Yeah. I think it's Heather Thomas. Oh, it's one of the Heathers. I think it's Heather Thomas. Yeah. Um, her and, um, uh, Jeffrey Combs, which is such a weird pairing, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, that was a fun one. That was a fun movie. Yeah. So uh, the whole idea for this was, is like, well, eighties movies are on our mind right now. Let me put together a a quiz for Paul in which I, uh, give him, uh, IMDB, uh, keywords. And he's got to try and guess the, the, the film that we're talking about. So, uh, and it's only action films. You're not going to get a comedy in here or a documentary or something. It's only action films and it's only eighties action films. So that should narrow it down for your, your, uh, your choices. But, uh, I have, I, I, I took down 10 of them and I guess they should also not really say that it's key words and key phrases because there are multiple entries that are multiple words. Okay. So, um, we'll keep that in mind. So this first one here, Paul, um, to give you an example, I'm going to give you the first five. If you don't get it on the first five, I will give you another five and see if you can guess it by those keywords. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this first one here, uh, is thrown through a window, cigarette, American police officer, <laughs> fish out of water, pretending to be gay oh jesus um i don't know can i get the next five please sure uh and this next one i don't know i don't remember where this appears in the film but it was just so funny that i had to include it uh shrimp salad sandwich (laughs) (laughs) uh bonds waiter banana Beverly Hills, California. Oh, okay. Is this, uh, the first Beverly Hills cop film? It is the first okay. Beverly Hills cop film. Uh, one of the things that I do remember when I saw thrown through the window, I'm like, Oh yeah, that is a pretty funny scene where he gets thrown through the window. Um, fish out of water. I thought that did a decent job. And yeah, there is a scene where, uh, he pretends to be gay. Can, can uh, I make an admission here right now? Yeah, I've only seen the third Beverly Hills Cop. That that movie. Oh my god! Yeah. So you've seen the worst Beverly Hills Cop well, movie? Yeah, is what so, you're saying. so what happened was uh, at the time, like my uncle and I went, we went to the drive-in, and it was that and that remake of the Getaway with um, um, Michelle, uh, not Michelle Pfeiffer. It was um, oh um, Alec Baldwin and um, oh what's her name? Uh, anyway, yeah, 
that was the two movies <laughs> that we ended up watching. Um, um I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I like Kim Basinger. It was Kim Basinger okay. and Alec Baldwin. Yeah, sorry. I don't want to be like, what's her name? Because it's Kim Basinger, right? Anyway, so yeah. Uh, I, I will say that I think that Beverly Hills Cop uh, one and two are probably uh, in my and again that's there's a little bit of nostalgia speaking here, but they are probably my favorite of his films. Um, uh, and there there's certainly some things where yeah it was a movie made in the eighties and you're like eh, I don't know if that plays today, but I still love that character of Axel Foley and uh, the idea of a Detroit cop ending up in Beverly Hills and it being just like contrasting these two worlds. It's a really funny idea. Um, well, I'm sure so they're I, wonderful. I just, I just haven't got to them, but I watched, I you would know, recommend. Yeah. I did, oh, I've watched yeah. the third one, which I remember even then I, as a kid, like I was like, this isn't good. You know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next one, um, and, and three is not very good, but one and two, I, I quite like, um, uh, okay. So the next one here, uh, one man army dictator, Island, rocket launcher, arm cut off. Commando. Yeah, damn it. All right, since you got it so quickly, I'll give you the other one. Please. Uh, they were, uh, the, the next five were bare-chested male, <laughs> female frontal nudity, title spoken by character, Cadillac automobile, and number 10, searching for daughter. <laughs> Well, there you go. If I, you know, that would have, that would have sealed the deal. Right. Like, which I mentioned, I think I watched commando for the first time last year. Yeah. That, movie, that movie's, that, that movie's way better. than has any right being. It's so dumb, but also kind of smart in a lot of ways. So anyway, yeah. that was one of those movies that, well, one, I, I, I'm old enough to say that I actually saw it in the theater. Um, I was too young to see it in the theater, but I saw it in the theater, but also it was uh, on constant rotation in college. Like I just, I have no idea where it's like, Hey, commandos on. Yeah. I just have no idea why I just didn't get to it. It's it's just something, I don't know, just slipped right past me, but I am glad that I got to it. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) All right. So this next one here, psychotronic film pizza, Occult, karate, product placement. Cobra? Yes! Wow! You are two for three right now. You are on fire. Um, So the other five that I did not list were uh, Tough Cop, (laughs) Female Villain, Sex in a Motel, Coors Beer, and Night Slasher. So... I bought um, that that nice like edition of Cobra a couple years ago. I still have, I've still not sat down and watched. I remember watching Cobra like growing up. I need to revisit Cobra, and that's also maybe maybe we should slate that this year at some point because it's it's canon adjacent. Uh, oh no, I mean technically yeah. it's in that canon box set that I have. So yeah, kind well, of because it was one of those that. ones where it's like they 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 shared production like titles, but they didn't make it. It's a whole thing where it's like, they're like, it was, I think it was them and MGM. Like, there's a whole like weird thing that happened there where it's like, yeah, as long as we get to say we had our name attached to it, they're like, okay. <laughs> it's also like, we got to have Stallone use a uh, scissors cut pizza. They're like, okay, it's fine. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want to include scissors after pizza because I knew that would give it yeah, away, right. but. No, I, I, I've been meaning yeah. to. I've been meaning to revisit Cobra. I just have not done that. So yes. we'll put it on there because we we have a couple of things to revisit for the year canon this year. Oh, uh, guys, I'm gonna get Paul to watch uh, the Last American Virgin and have a very awkward conversation. So, uh, 
that's coming. Well, um, hey, you know, at, uh, we're going to talk about what we're doing next. Maybe we'll slate that for the beginning of March. That'd be a lot of okay. fun. Let's just do it. Let's get right, weird. So uh, next one here. Uh, first word, mullet, X green beret, living in a trailer, male rear nudity, reference to Bugs Bunny. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, give me the other five, please, and thank you. All righty. So the next five are father-daughter relationship, buddy cop, suicide attempt. Oh, oh lethal weapon. Okay, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christmas Carol and police psychologist. Okay. Um, lethal weapon is, uh, and I, I talked about this a couple of times, so I won't go into it too much detail here, but I just, uh, I rewatched that franchise sometime within the last five years. And I was like, wow, there's a, there's a lot of problematic stuff here. Um, <laughs> who would think? And you, you want problem, you want problematic things. Leo gets it for you. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, uh, this next one here is uh, the first word is our key keyword, I should say, gun foo, which <laughs> makes me think that like uh, Joe Bob wrote this. <laughs> but uh, gun foo, machismo, patriotism, shoulder holster, and roundhouse kick. Give me a little bit more, please, and thank you. Okay. Snorting cocaine, shopping mall. Coming out oh, of retirement. No, it was. It's um. Oh, we talked about the Chuck Norris film. It is uh, Invasion USA. It is. Uh, the last two were stabbed in the hand and Florida, because of course it's. <laughs> it's I think stabbed in the hand. Florida is a city. That Florida. <laughs> the... Shoulder holster. I, I should have figured that out. Shoulder holster. Yeah. I I knew that was going to be the one that give it away. Yeah, but you said of... mall too, right? I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. It's the one. It's on the cover. Like, shout I, out to Ryan for choosing that uh, for because uh, I had not seen that for a year. Of Canada that, that movie is maybe a little long, but a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, and you've got uh, Richard Lynch uh, giving a, a great performance in a movie uh, that he's far too good for. Um, all right, so next one here: uh, character name in title, American Express card. Affair with the boss's girlfriend, sexy female journalist, bulletproof automobile. Give me the next five. All right. Secret identity, green hair, origin story, gargoyle statue, rubber suit. I have no idea. I'll give you one more. Dead parents. <laughs> A double dragon batman oh okay <laughs> that's that okay that's that like that's so obvious knowing you and everything that makes sense but i'm like i was i was trying to go like deeper like i don't know like yeah <laughs> i assume when i said dead parents that would be the thing you gravitate towards no, but that's there's the so many always- there's so many movies in which like you know like something happens at the beginning in terms of 80s stuff too you know, yeah. like, so fair enough. Uh, credit, you credit, you, 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 you know, the most obvious goddamn thing in the world I failed on. So, all right. <laughs> all right so this next one here, I'm going to give you a little bit of hint just to help you out a little bit. This is a sequel. So even if you get the franchise right, I'm not going to penalize you, but it's a sequel. So, um, uh, sweaty man is the first, uh, keywords. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> American Abroad, Roman numeraled sequel, Reuse. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspelled rescue. <laughs> I was copying and pasting, and it recuse recuse themselves recuse themselves from this this uh, this case. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be rescue mission. Sorry, and cauterizing a wound. Oh, <sighs> you want the next five? Sure. All right, uh, you'll get it with these next five. Uh, Rebel base, compound bow. Headband. Oh, Rambo too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's actually the third sorry. one, but uh, oh, so, you're okay. Sorry. Like I said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't penalize you for not getting the right. Well, did you? Did you? Yeah. What was? What was the last couple there? What was it? Um, uh, carry wounded comrade. Yeah. And Vietnam vet. And also, it was the Taliban being good guys. <laughs> I was hoping Blue Light would be one of them because it's the one of the few things that I remember about uh, Rambo three. And oddly enough. Uh, go off on a weird tangent here real quick. Uh, there's this thing that's called, I think it's called fan flicks or whatever, but they offer you deals where it's like, Oh, if you use voodoo or whatever, um, we'll give you like a deal, like three movies for 10 bucks or whatever. And, um, they had one that had Rambo two, three and four for $10. And I was like, Oh, that's great. Cause I don't own, I only own first blood digitally. I didn't own any of the other ones. So, uh, I, I just recently purchased, uh, if you, I think it's in my recent purchases. If you were to look in my voodoo, uh, two through four. So, uh, uh, I'm, I'm curious. The last time I delved into them, I was like, three's better than I remember it being. Two is way worse than I remember it being. And four is just like a kick to the nuts. So, well, four um, is just Rambo, right? That's yeah. Uh, it's I I like that one. Like that oh, one, I like that movie yeah. a lot. But Jesus Christ, is it brutal? Yeah. Like, you, so you've not watched um, uh, Rambo last? Oh no, Blood? I watched Rambo five. Mm, yeah. It was not very good. No, yeah. it's not. Except okay, the only bit of that movie that is like amazing is when he's running around his underground compound with the doors playing, with him just like setting traps. That's cool. Yeah, the last 20 minutes of that movie is pretty good. It's just the rest of it, it's not great. Uh, just somehow, somehow, like, you you made me, like, oh, Rambo's, like, this weird, like, now pro-America. It's, it, none of that makes sense. <laughs> you know, like, like, oh, you went from being disillusioned from your service to, I'm going to protect this country. You're like, what? Where, where are we going with this? You know, anyway. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Weird, weird arc. But Rambo, the that fourth movie... That, that that has no right being as good as it is. You know? I remember yeah. watching it and being like, holy shit. Yeah. I cannot believe how violent this is and how <laughs> gory it is. <laughs> yeah, he um if people don't realize, he kills every single human on the face of the earth in that movie. Um, <laughs> All right. So this next one here, uh the first word is uh gra or keywords I should say is graphic violence. Bulletproof vest, woman wears a uniform, <laughs> crooked businessman, and social commentary. Robocop. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, the next, the next five were going to be uh, police brutality, amputation, baby food. Baby food. I was waiting. Oh, god, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Breaking through a wall in Detroit, Michigan, and bitches leave. And yeah. bitches leave. <laughs> Red Foreman is best. Yeah. Uh, Clarence Boddicker, yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, it, it's it's rare for an actor to get to have like two catchphrases. You know, he's got like <laughs> bitches leave and like put a foot in your ass. And dumbass. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So this next one here starts off with uh, flashback, mentor student relationship, blood sport. God damn you! <laughs> you got that in two. Because we oh. watched that, right? And it's like the, oh, the first, did. the first like eighty minutes of that ninety-minute movie is a flashback, right? So, hooray! Yeah, yeah. sorry, I was I was opening a beer, so I needed. Yeah, I, I was um, drinking. I was drinking uh, something, and I burped there. So yeah, um, yeah. So let me read the rest of them, just because they're great. So it's it's flashback, mentor-student relationship, meditation, training montage, best friend. Because I do love that, like, at the end of the movie, you're almost like, oh, I kind of want to, I hope him and Ogre get together. Because um, <laughs> that's the love story in that movie. It Tell is. me I'm wrong. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I agree. <laughs> uh, and then the other five of that was uh, Ends with Freeze Frame, which I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Uh, playing arcade games, punched in the groin, tournament, based on true story. <laughs> See, but the last five that could have been like the ending of street fighter with Jean-Claude, uh, punched in the punch in the dick could have been uh, mortal Kombat. Like, you know, it's just, there's, I'm, I, I, you know what? I'm glad that I called it when I called it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, wow. We went through these fast or maybe to the listeners, not fast, but to me, it, it went fast. Uh, we're on the last one here. So, uh, the first five keywords of this this last entry is uh, punk rocker, New York, paranoia, neo Nazi, booby trap, death wish three. Damn you! Wow, I should I should have gone outside our comfort zone because I'm I I so thought that I was being clever with these and I was clearly not. Um, the other, you're correct. The other six were, or the other five, my apologies, were uh, One Man Crusade, Vigilanteism, Killing Spree, Architect, and this is my favorite one out of all the keywords that I found for all the movies, Man Punches a Woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> then you could have been like, like, who used that to describe the, it happens oh, in the movie? Yeah. Absolutely. But like, oh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Martin Balsam. They've been like, <laughs> that been the other keyword. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I just, cause like the first five, like, it sounds like you almost were describing like taxi driver, which I've not seen, but I know it's in the seventies. So I'm like, that can't be right. So yeah. I'm like, but I'm like, all right, well, no one's like, yeah, death wish three. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like you got pretty much every one of them, didn't you? With the uh, exception of like Batman. No, I didn't get for... Batman. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's another one I, 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 I messed up. Oh, well, because you've never seen Beverly Hills Cop. So. <laughs> but I did guess it eventually, right? So I guess what we learned from this, though, is, is the keywords that are appearing on IMDb are actually more correct than I give them, gave them uh, um, credit for, or more important, I guess. Uh, this, is fun. This, this is a fun game. Thank you. I just, I, I'm, I just, Bloodsport, thank I just. I'm sorry that I frustrated you, but that was that's my favorite part that I got that with because you said flashback. I don't know why that was the one that got me because <laughs> it could have easily been missing missing an action part two, 
like, you know, was it miss, missing in action part two? The story begins wherever they call that stupid movie, right? Like, yeah. The beginning. I the believe, beginning. The beginning. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but what's, what's funny to me is, is, uh, you know, I, uh, I, 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 I was like, well, I can only pick like one, like Chuck Norris cannon film. So it's like, do I go with missing in action? Do I go with, um, uh, Oh you, God, you I can't think of the name of the, the, um, like you could have done Delta force. You could have done Delta force. Thank you. Could you could have done Firewalker. You could, <laughs> there's a plenty there that you could have, that I would have had no idea what you're talking about. So yeah, yeah for some reason I had magnificent seven in my head and I'm like, I know it's not the magnificent seven. It's, <laughs> oh, you know, you know, if Canada made it, Marvin, you know, but, if, if Canada made it, it would have been like the okay three and a half. You understand? Like, it would have been like the the pretty great four. You know, like whatever. Yeah. Well, I I hope that this uh, fed your fire a little bit so that uh, we have a good Super Bro weekend. Oh, uh, so let me let me tell people the movies that we're gonna watch. Let me find like like I have to find the Facebook uh, event because I can't remember off the top of my head. Let me tell people I, I have six movies I've picked uh, that we're gonna watch um, for the weekend, and I encourage everybody else. Uh, if you have the ability to <clears throat> maybe find these, um, you know, o- online, because some of these aren't available, like to stream, um, I, I picked six movies. We have Rad, uh, which is the BMX movie that I love. That is not really an action movie, but I love Rad. So it's always going to kick off everything. Um, 2019, After the Fall of New York, because I want to see what happens in the future of 2019. Action USA, which, Steve, you've not seen this this movie has no right being as good as it is action wise. Think of this as like lethal weapon before lethal weapon. People should check it out. Uh, it also like, did you ever watch it's always sunny or no? So yeah, I, I stopped somewhere around the third season. So do you remember Max dad, Max dad being kind of that weirdo prison guy? Uh, Max dad is the lead in this. He's like, anyway, it's in the eighties. You'll see, you're like, Oh God, he was an attractive dude. Anyway, uh, the running man, we're going to get into some of that, uh, uh, hands of steel, which I mean here, Steve, you know, it wasn't especially large, but it felt hard, extremely hard. There we go. Got to get some John Saxon in there. Uh, it's, it's from the far off year of 1997, uh, double target. With Miles O'Keefe, which I cannot wait for you to see this film, Steve. It is a tour himself in this action film. It's you know, I, Miles O'Keefe has one of my favorite joke names from Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, how much O'Keefe is in this movie? Miles, Miles of, it. of it. Yeah, so I, I cannot wait. This is going to be a lot of fun. People should go find those films and watch them. So what's going to happen? So we're going to take a week off. Um, I know we it, it we kind of took a week off, but we didn't. We wanted out Devil's Ball. Go check that out. We're taking a week off because, uh, well, one, you know, we're going to have fun with our super bro. Steve's going to be away having fun in Vegas. Uh, we're going to come back for the last week of the month. Uh, we're going to be getting into our comics. Like as we have now made it a point to focus on comics once a month, we're getting into death of Superman and we've, we've circled that before we were about to do it. And then, um, you know, Kevin Conroy passed away. And so I think it's time to come back to the death of Superman. I, I remember reading this at the time. I think there's going to be plenty to talk about. I I am excited for that. Yeah. And you know, um, we are going to be off for a week, uh, but I will try and post some fun stuff from Vegas. And 
at that time, I'm sure James Gunn will make lots of announcements. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Yeah. I keep thinking that I keep kind of circling that I should watch RoboCop 3 because we talked about RoboCop 2 for the the sequel. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see I know if- RoboCop 3 is not a it's not a great movie, but when I sat down and watched it, it was far better than I expected it to be. And there's there's a lot in it to love. And I know that I just got done like slamming a fifteen thousand dollar uh Canadian horror movie like I get it. Like, and now I'm like, let's talk about RoboCop three, but I, I do hope you get to that at some point. So there is well, some so, fun yeah, to be had. So I will say that maybe if I'll get to it, maybe I'll like, cause the blog invasion, the podcast.com uh, is, has been not updated in a while. So I feel like I should do that. Cause I've talked about it before, but if you, if people want to check out a low budget Canadian uh, horror film, uh, check out cube, like, please. And thank you. Go, go find that. It, it's it's I, that's film. actually a recommendation for me. I've actually not seen any of the cube films. No, don't don't watch the sequels, which is what was told to me, and I didn't listen to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, just watch the first one because the the other ones have nothing to do with like uh, uh, Vinzio uh, Natale had nothing to do with the sequels. Um, and like watch the first one. It's it really it has no right being as smart and as good as it is for a low budget. But check out Cube. That's what I'm saying. If you want a low budget uh, Canadian horror film, watch Cube. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to be off uh, for a week or so. Steve's going to go to Vegas and have a good time. He's going to report back um, with his uh, buffet talk. I cannot wait for that. Uh, <laughs> you know, his, hot um, buffet talk. Hot buffet talk. And then uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a Super Bro party with like six movies that you guys should all find and watch as well. Um, yeah, just you know what I'm saying. Like it's Super Bowl weekend. Watch, watch a bunch of action movies, eat a bunch of uh, food, have a good time, you know? And in the meantime, we'll come back to the Superman, death of Superman. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, so I'll yeah. ask you this real yes. quick uh, as we're signing off. Uh, knowing, knowing very little about current football, I can, I, I'll, I'll go with my lead first here. I'm hoping that the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Um, I'm curious to know what your take is real quick. Cause I know that you you pay more attention than I do. Uh, and the only reason I'm saying the Eagles is because I, uh, I love mythic quest and I love <laughs> Rob McElhinney and he's a few Eagles fan. So yeah, no, they, 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 they did. It's always funny thing involving that too. It, it, there's a whole thing that they did later. It's, it's, it's funny, but I will say this, the Eagles have, have had success recently, somewhat recently. The chiefs have had success somewhat recently. I don't give a shit about either one of them because like, it's just like, I don't know about you, but it's like, Oh, you've won a couple of times. Get out of here. I want to see, I want to see new people. Uh, so like, I, I don't know. Like if you're a fan of one or the other, uh, good on you. Here's hoping for a good game. I, I I'm not going to watch cause I'm going to be watching a bunch of super action movies on Saturday and then probably, um, being antisocial and not talking to anybody on Sunday. You know, cause like I, my battery could only, uh, get drained so far. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to be like, nope, playing video games. We're done now. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I was just curious cause I, I know that you pay a little bit more attention than I do to, to the footballs and, uh, yeah, I mean, my only frame of reference, sadly, is that a guy that I, I, <laughs> I that I like on a television show. Likes a particular team. No, it's just I mean, what I'm saying is like both of them deserve to be where they're at. Both teams deserve like it's going to be a good game. Like, 
it's just one of those things. It's like, I just, I don't have, I don't, I don't know. Like I just cool. Either, either, either outcome I'm okay with. So that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but what I'm saying is people need to find double target with miles O'Keefe as a tour, the fighting Eagle, not the Philadelphia Eagles, but a tour and watch double target. Cause that it has miles O'Keefe. It has uh, Donald Pleasance. Um, that I had a couple other people in there. It is a um, masterpiece of garbage. It's so much fun. You know what might have been interesting uh, this year for the Super Bowl? Instead of actually showing us the game, they could have like they they could shoot like um, I'm assuming they're in some sort of dome, like the ceiling, maybe a, a shot of of a crowd. But not an excited crowd, just the crowd before the game started. And then another shot, maybe, of the goalposts. But make sure that it's framed. Uh, it so took me a second. It, it took me a second, you son of a bitch. I'm saying they need to bring, bring back. That the, could be an experience. Yeah, they could bring back the Bud Bowl. I'd be much happier with, uh, <laughs> like, you know, the, the, the bottles fighting each other out. But, or stationary shots of random parts of the structure and also certain things of like drink the beer. Like what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody ha- have a good week. We'll see you in two for the death of Superman. Uh, spoilers. He comes back. Yeah. So <laughs> we're done. We're done. We're right. We're done. Steve. We're done. Yeah. Uh, and I can't wait for, uh, you know, uh, Rihanna's uh, Skinner Rank inspired uh, halftime show. <laughs> <laughs>